members of Soundgarden before Soundgarden became Soundgarden. Okay. Along with Chris Cornell. Uh, hey, you're a big Cornell there, guy. There's Cornell singing right there. You know, him in the background. I like this. This is a group called Pimple the Dog. It came together after uh, Andrew Woods passed away, the lead singer of Lovely Mother Love Bone. It was a tribute band to him. All right. I like this. And then after this one album, they went, there you go. Uh, after this one album, they went their ways. Pearl Jam formed, or Mookie Blaylock was formed, and then Soundgarden was formed. Mookie Blaylock? That was Pearl Jam's first name. I didn't know. You told me that before. That's why the album is called Ten. Oh. Debut. You learned today. I did learn today. And there is a theme today. I knew you'd said the Mookie Blaylock fact before. I'm sure you'd said the Ten fact before, but that didn't, no synapses right. were firing there. That's a good fact. I like that. It, and, and there is a theme today. I've somewhat given it away, but you can you can it's, no. you can figure it out later. If it makes you feel better, I have not caught on, so that's that's fine. That's all right. Now, I, I know my teachers all felt Wagner talking to me. Exactly. <laughs> uh, welcome back in Rutherford Show Friday edition. Hopefully you're staying safe from the well, no weather right now, but we'll see if it picks up at all. Five zero two four one four four two three is the Thornton sex line. If you missed it yesterday, I came in here. I was not feeling great. I'm like, this is gonna have to be a TK heavy show, and boy, did Trevor deliver. <laughs> we talked. Pretty much sports for the first hour. We talked about the, the the women's basketball team. We talked about the men's team being locked into the 15 seed for next week. Some general college basketball stuff. And in the second hour, you start with a, like, I got a question for you. And sometimes that can be, it's like a 30 second. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Let's Thank move you. on. Yeah. Sometimes it can wind up dominating the rest of the show. It has. It, and, and, and either way, you both, you I think you get a little nervous when I. when I, I get excited. Preferably next sentence. More excited than nervous. It's like 80-20. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday was a ladder situation when, where you asked a question and nobody could move past it. It ended up dominating the rest of the show. And the question was whether or not it was normal to, in one sitting, consume three pounds of grapes, which is, is what happened to you. You've you've had your own health issues. You had the, the colitis yeah. slash colitis. Colitis. You've had to change your diet a little bit. Didn't I? Know, I wouldn't have to, but I, I've chosen to. You've chosen to. You've made, you've made the. I looked at the wind. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm Back on air. 
They couldn't take us off, even with no electricity. <laughs> It'd be so much better if we didn't have to cut it after the very first line. Every I got to find We, we got to find some sort of edit. Is there a radio edit? There's got to, well, even radio edit would probably be a little more risque for what we're probably having to limit to a little bit. We are back here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Uh, if you missed it right before we went to air, I think the last thing that we got to say was uh, lights flickering here, and then it went off air. If we had died, they would have played that clip a million times. Like, it would be like we might have gone viral. It would be like the last words of Mike, Ruth- the haunting final words of Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey, smashed to death inside a blue trailer behind Evangel Christian. It's like it's like what's that? Oh, flickering lights here. It's like what were they talking about just before then? How one of them ate three pounds of grapes the night before? Like I got smited us or something. Like, you dare you eat 33 pounds of grapes? I mean, I would have been collateral damage. And I, I, I'm like, I didn't. I'm not eating anything. I, I'm not going down for your sins. <laughs> eating three pounds of grapes is not yeah. a sin. Not to, yeah, I was going to say, if that's the one sin that, that knocks me out, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, seriously? That's where you drew the line? <laughs> yeah. Um, I did like, so we're back. We, we lost, what? Power, some power. The well, TV still worked. The lights still worked. Yeah, all was, the radio stuff went down. Everything. Yeah, uh, yeah, everything. The board, all our entire rack of receivers and everything that helps us get on the air. On multiple stations here at the studio. Yeah, we just went completely dead. I know nothing about any of this stuff, but you're here, and Bill, who does the, the traffic on the, and the station next to us, he's here, and you guys are both like, "Well, that's completely gone. Like, never <laughs> seen that." I was like, "So I'm thinking, like, we're not gonna be on the air forever." I'm surprised at how quickly we got back on. I was about to walk outside and smoke a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we didn't. We got we got our engineer on the phone, and he he talked uh, Bill into. I guess I guess he just like. He just suddenly puts got the power back on for us, so he talked him through it. The wind is still howling a little bit here, so we're not out of the woods yet as far as staying on the air. But this this is one of those nights like I need to make sure my phone has a hundred percent battery. I should have brought the yeah I should because my it. because you when the when the electricity goes out at night, that means I've got I've got nothing but phone to watch for entertainment. Now, luckily things I can stream a lot of stuff, watch many options on my phone, but yeah, make sure that battery's full though. Yeah, it, it's you're a veteran. Oh, oh yeah, this is my first rodeo, buddy. Hopefully. I'm not. I'm not like some of the the, the rich uh, people that you know, like TJ, who has the underground wires in his house and oh, never loses God. power. <sighs> yeah, same. You, you're you know, you're like me. You're in, I know where you're at. Oh, yeah, we're old school, same math. Yeah, we're we're one tree limb down from losing power for a week. <laughs> there was just a, according to Mark Weinberg from WGRB, there was just a 71 mile per hour wind that was measured in Louisville. So it's not bad. It's gusty out there. I've uh, driven in wind at that, those levels. It's not easy. The only time that I've driven in wind, like, remember the, in 2008, when it was it was the year that we had, like, in, in one, like, five-month span, we had a tornado, we had an earthquake, we had a hurricane, and we had, like, a ice storm. This was, like, the hur- I have a hurricane. We had a hurricane. The winds from the hurricane that had hit the, the coast, like, yeah, made it here, crazy, yeah. and it was so, like, it was technically still, like, a tropical storm when it hit Louisville. And I remember, <laughs> this is, like, the first week that Mary and I had started dating, I'm leaving her house, going back to my house, and we're like, "Wait, what are you doing?" And I was like, "It's too windy." And I was like, "Get out of here!" Down road, like where the where you the car, my car is like move. Well, this she's right. Like first time in our relationship, I was like, "I'm admitting that I'm wrong." Right here, she was right. It's it's way too windy for me to be out here right now. It's terrifying. Putting the windows down a little bit too. It was very <laughs> scary. It was uh, it was very scary. Weinberg also saying that 
boy. I hope all this. I think you said you forgot to record part of this for the podcast. The very, the, yeah, the very first segment, the one that actually worked, is had issues with the recording. Yes, because this podcast is just going to be us getting knocked off the air. Time <laughs> back to cowboy. <laughs> so, and I'm going to cut out the dead spots that are recording. So it's just going to sound like it's just going to be like, well, the there goes the lights. Cowboy. The last time, so the last time I'm like, the lights flickered again. You're like, I, I gotta give the last word. I want to change my last sentence, and then we got knocked off the air, <laughs> yeah, so which was great. I don't know if anybody was even listening because I don't know if people are know that we're back on the air, but we we're back. I was about to say, I feel like I feel like your boy and uh, almost famous. Like, I, I dig, I dig radio. <laughs> so apparently, I, I guess we have a tweet. So the, the first time, our last words were, uh oh, little lights flickering here. Uh, Card78 on Twitter says, your last words the second time were about how Mary was right, which is not how I want to go out. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about. Grapes? Oh, we were talking about God oh, the, the for eating grapes. Dri- no, it was driving back from her house in the wind. She's like, it's too windy to drive. Oh, and yeah. I was like, too windy. Like, get out of my face. And it was a hurricane wind, so it was blowing my car. I'm like, yep, she was right. And the lights flickered again, and then you were like, we did my last And then cut off. We lost, we lost the full power here that time. For a moment, yeah. We and now we got the generator fired up. We're, I think it's loud. It is very loud. The wind is still howling a little bit here. Uh, it looks Actually, it looks better than it did. Well, How is that? Have you checked in at the homestead? Or you, you used to, you've got power at the house? I have. They were in the basement. Uh, Mary's got a work conference. She's got to go back upstairs and get on the, the computer for her. But the light just flickered a few times there. But so far, they're holding strong. I have a basement. I, my... my... The hallway bathroom. It's the only room with no windows. That's, I remember when, yeah, our first house, we always would go to the bathroom and you mattress bathroom, out. Yeah. Yeah. But the, I, I said, try getting four dogs and like three cats and two humans in there right now. <laughs> I used to always remember we had a dog that just hated, she was, God love her, she was the sweetest thing in the world, but she was terrified of everything. Yeah. And she didn't want, like, she would never, she never wanted to go on walks. She never wanted to leave the backyard. She never wanted to go to different parts of the house. So she would like, we couldn't take her in the basement when we would have tornado watches and stuff. You had to like pick her up and carry her, and then she would be like more scared of the basement than she would be the actual storm, which was always a uh, an issue. But I've said this before, my primary concern, like when we have these high wind situations or tornado situations, is there's like the biggest tree in the world is in the house right behind us, and especially on days where it's rained a lot before the wind, that ground softens up, and that's the, the time when a lot of trees get uprooted. And if that tree comes down, it's coming down right on our house. And that's the only, it's the only reason I get like now so scared when we have situations like this. I just, I, I worry that that tree is going to come down, but so far sounds like we're okay. Here's hoping that the, the worst is about to pass and that we'll get in the clear here pretty soon. I think by the time you get that, maybe that tree, I know it's, it's not cheap. It's not ours. It, it, oh, it's always oh, it's not It's yours. in the yard behind us. So we, we have no control over that. Yeah. We couldn't take have it down. Have you talked to them? Uh, some other people have, I think, but they they like the tree. It's not, I mean, it's it's a tree. It's huge, but it just it scares me. But it's in their yard, and, and so. I mean, would they at least like be the, the the branches that hang over on your side or? Something? They do trim some, but I mean, again, like this is it's, that's not cheap either. By the it's way, it's enormous. Like it, it is. I huge. believe it, it's, yeah. a, it's a gigantic uptake. I understand where they're coming from. Probably been there since the neighborhood was put together. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it is like if you walk around our little area of St. Matthews, like you can see it from wherever you. It's clear. It's easily the biggest tree in our general area. And it's again, if it comes down, it's it's coming down on, on our house. There's no question about it. Can you sue them for that? I don't think so. 
No. I mean, if, if it if it falls from their property, I wonder if there's a way to like, like legally have them help to, especially when they've been no, been like informed that that it could be a possible hazard. I I don't know. I mean, okay. I, here's hoping we don't have to. That's true. You're right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You're right. Just hoping it stays up. It's a beautiful <laughs> tree. I like it. I like looking at it. It's great. Hope it stays up and and does not destroy our house and hurts everything. But welcome back in. <laughs> Second hour. I, I can. I have no idea what time it is. I feel like we've been so on and off. I just. Yeah. I mean, it's been just one of the weirdest days. I mean, the, this day started with me getting up at eleven because we had no we had issues at the other station. We weren't getting our national broadcasting like through the the, the satellite. This is two days in a row where you've been up before noon. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. to sleep the whole weekend. Not away. digging this at all. Uh. And so yeah, Scoots is calling me. He's like, <laughs> at first he's like, I'm sorry to wake you up. And I said, No, you're not. Like, just don't lie to me, at least. And he's like, yeah, I know. But so we, we had to get that fixed. And then I'd get, I went from working a long night, not too bad, but being there, you know, doing a doubleheader basketball high school, that's been canceled. Like, we went from doing the show with Jeff, coming over here. So I'm sure you lost Tiki Torchies, tacos, or whatever yeah, it's no called. Torch- well, it's, it's Friday, though. Oh, it's it Friday been, and Lent. Yeah. You, Can't do right. tacos anyway. Fish tacos. You could do fish tacos. Yeah. But. Never had a fish taco. Never had a fish taco? Mm-mm. Yeah, I think you'd like fish talk. Well, you don't like weird stuff. You, you're, you're a straight. I'm a meat and cheese guy. You're a straight yeah. meat and cheese guy. I kind of am too. But and you I still got to get a little bit loose with the, with the fish talk. And I'm not much on the, the the salmon with cheese. I'm not big on cheese with salmon. That's why like the one the one thing I've never gotten at uh, Salsarita is the, is the shrimp tacos because I don't like shrimp and cheese. I just like shrimp by itself. I, I put cheese on probably anything but those two items maybe. Venture out. Give it a try. Oh, yeah. Give it a try. <laughs> Need something other than uh, than than grapes one day. And then, uh, so yeah, and then we got here talking, and you know, here we are. Our power's off twice. Just a weird day. It's been a very weird day. It was like dark the entire morning, too, until I drove in here. It was the first time we saw the sun. Yeah. It just, it felt very strange. I knew it was raining this morning. I didn't have to wake up because I don't know if Penny's like my, my like Lisi and Arya. When it, like, when it, the thunder hits, they are wimps beyond all levels of wimps. She's not that bad. She's there up I've had my, dogs that have been that way. Khaleesi gets, Khaleesi's a big dog. And she gets and she curls up right next to my head on whatever little pillow is available, and she'll get right up and then Arya will get right up like on the small of my back, oh. and if I'm on my side, I'm not moving. Those poor girls. Oh, they get so scary. I can feel and I can feel them shaking because they're, they're they don't like the thunder. I don't either. I don't play them. I don't either. I don't play them. Um, before we got knocked off, the... unless it's Imagine Dragons, I like their thunder. That's lightning and the thunder, and the thunder, and the thunder. thunder. The last, so we've tried to set this up now twice about how yesterday you set the show ablaze, and I appreciated it. It took the pretty much the entire. We didn't have to talk Louisville men's basketball at all, which was oh, great. God. Because you mentioned the fact that you had eaten three pounds of grapes the night before. <laughs> I still don't find it that weird. You me. asked if it was excessive, yeah. and the, the answer, I think, overwhelmingly was yes. I put the, it was the Rutherford Show question of the day. We do it every day. 885 votes came in. 70.2% of people said, yes, eating three pounds of grapes in one night is too much. Apparently, my two votes to no did not make an impact. 29.8% said no. Yeah, BB. But I love this from a thoughts that I wanted to touch base. They, they, okay. they were listening to the podcast. They chimed in later. Nick Heiser, former UFL great tight end, Sugar Bowl champion okay. from CNX, said this. Fun fact. Grapes are used by some competitive eaters to practice or stretch their stomachs out before events. Okay. I don't know how I feel walking around with that information in my arsenal, but I felt obligated to share is what he said. So, 
you weren't overeating or snacking. You were training. I like it. You were training. First time I've showed up to practice since sophomore year of high school. If that guy at that restaurant who cheated to beat you in that eating contest, if you had a, a Seinfeld-esque, like, 20 years later rematch, I think you would destroy him. Man, bring it. His little steroid breadsticks. I think you'd roll him. No questions asked. Yeah, Brian, I'm talking about you. There was another guy. I can't remember his name. We used to call him Dirtball. I don't remember his real name, though. <laughs> Almost everybody talked about the the most common response that we got was about how you would have to go like crap yourself afterwards. And I don't know. I I didn't know grapes were like a diuretic. I, I didn't either. I didn't. I've never anything, heard. I know prunes. I know other things, but like I never heard about grapes getting the bowel movements going. And see, I'm gonna call a little BS on this because I mean. Not to be too explicit, I, I'm usually at least a one one dump a day, more often than not. Which okay. is amazing because the amount of cheese I eat, you think I wouldn't, but I am. And almost always it's like clockwork. I'll get up, you know, have to, to pee a little bit a couple times a night. Once you get over 40, you'll be doing it to people. And oh, like, I'm, I've been doing it for years. <laughs> and one of the first things, like, I get up at, like, 1.30, like, I'm, like, going to, you know, take the Browns to the Super Bowl. And, like... So after the night of the grapes, I didn't. I didn't do anything all night last mm. night. So after I got off home with Scoots around 1130 today, it hit me. Oh, boy. It was a, it was a rough one. It was a three-cigaretter, as I like to call it. By the way, the, I'm just feeling the, the generator is, like, shaking this entire place. Oh, it's so I'm, loud. I'm feeling my laptop, and it's, like, vibrating. <laughs> it's a super strange feeling. So maybe the grapes maybe were just late reacting for me, but. Is it a delayed diuretic? It could be, because it didn't, yeah. Okay. And you gotta remember, I'd had like nachos and some tacos the night before as well before I ate the grapes. So you think I would have been like ready to go? Yeah, I mean everybody was just basically saying like bowels, 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 and then there was the one person who was like, "Yes for mortal men, but not for Trevor." <laughs> I think I liked that one. I think you did. <laughs> and now, I, the people. I mean, there's worse things I could eat three pounds though, right? Oh, for sure. It's like, what, but it be... the, it, it's a baby step in the right direction. Is just the next step is moderation. Like, would it be worse to eat three pounds of shrimp? Yeah. Sounds good, actually. I've, uh, shrimp is one of those things that, like, I can eat all day and not get tired of. I, I could eat a ton of shrimp. Now, do like. you, now, are you any shrimp, or would you eat the, like, like, my mom loves the shrimp, like, out of the cold. The cold shrimp with the cocktails. I oh, hate, yeah. I love I it. I hate cold shrimp. Love it. Basically, any kind of shrimp you can give me. I'm, I want, I, want I don't mind. It doesn't have to be fried for me. I don't, I love grilled. It's got to be hot. We had, we had family friends over this year for, um, for, for a Christmas dinner, and they revealed, these are like friends that we've we've celebrated occasions with since I was like a little kid, and like they brought the shrimp, and it's delicious. And like I was eating a ton, and they revealed that it's been like a running joke in their family for years about how all the Rutherfords just love shrimp so much. And I was like, I didn't realize this was like a defining characteristic, but now that I think about it, if you put shrimp somewhere, I'm gonna eat a ton. I'm gonna get a gigantic plate, and I'm not gonna stop. Someone disappointed. I thought that story was gonna end with my my uncle goes, Hey, Mike. The, the, the ocean calls, yeah, the shrimp, they're know, running out yeah. of shrimp. Wilson. I had sex with your wife. Oh, yeah? Well, I had sex with your wife. Um, That's where we've resorted to today. We get knocked off the air three times. We're just going to quote Seinfeld for the next 35 minutes. Why not? I mean, it's, gonna... it's Friday. Who cares? It's Friday. Our season's relatively over. I mean, we've been. I think Which we've would been, you rather us do? I think for, we've been hit by lightning twice. <laughs> Which would you rather us do for the next hour and fifty minutes? Earnestly preview the Louisville Virginia game, or just talk about Seinfeld? 
Just chronologically reference Seinfeld. Even the people who were too young to have experienced Seinfeld, I think, would answer Seinfeld at this point. People who don't even like Seinfeld would answer Seinfeld. Yeah, it's it, we're not going to do that. But do you think I could? You think it'd be easier to eat three pounds of shrimp? What other foods could you eat three pounds of? You can eat three pounds of shrimp. We've established I can do it with grapes. I mean, it'd be tough for anything. Like it can't be anything bread oriented because that you bread will no, fill you up. Yeah, it would fill you up completely. I, I've learned that by again steroid bread. I kind of feel like pork nachos I can house. Pork nachos. It's just a random pool. I love dude. pork nachos. <laughs> also, chili cheese dip. I eat a lot of Queso. It. I could eat. I mean, but queso is so heavy, it's, it's probably three pounds. Would, I, don't know I used to, and I can't. I don't think I can do this anymore. But I used to, in my growing college days, and I say growing not like naturally, but I was just expanding outwardly. I still am. I would get a whole thing of Skyline Chili. I'd, I'd grab a whole slab of cream cheese. Ugh. I'd heat them up together. I would put shredded cheese on top of it. I'd get like a bag of chips. I could eat that entire thing. Oh, Skyline I would do it. Chili it was a meal. sour cream? Not cream cheese. Oh, cream cheese. Either or. Both are just as equally chili disgusting. It's incredible. It's so good. You're a Skyline Chili fan, right? I am. I like Skyline. I don't think we can be friends anymore. I like Skyline. I like, um, uh, what's the other one? Um, uh, Whatever Dog other, food? Whatever the other Albo? one is. Delicious. So good. I've never, nothing is more. So than, easy to hate on Skyline Chili. The only, thing, uh, the only thing more disgusting than the city of Cincinnati is the chili they Gold serve. Gold Star. Gold Star is the other one. I may have had Gold Star. I don't remember them. Yeah. I think I've bought in their like, stuff. It's the can. same, basically. Yeah. Well, it's the same as Skyline, pretty much. Ugh. No. I'm, I'm, still, I'm a Hormel guy in the can. Uh, Skyline. So, I mean, I, I like the shredded cheese, which is, you know, why they give you so much of it, because the chili sucks. Plus, chili, it's not chili. It's on noodles. That doesn't count. Well, you can get it without noodles. Put it on a coney. No. Just, just the cheese and meat. And also, the stuff that I'm getting in the can doesn't have noodles. So, there That's you go. That's true. So are, are, you, do you, are you a, it's not chili with noodles guy, or can chili have noodles? Chili can have noodles. Absolutely can. Mary makes chili, uh, chili with noodles. My mom makes chili with noodles. Both delicious. I feel like these are conversations we should have had before we started the show. I was a judge for a chili cook-off like three or four years ago. Really? Yeah. I don't think you're was i disagree they said i was the best they'd ever had the fact that you uh, you accept noodles in your chili and you like skyline they said automatically disqualifies you from nobody in the history of this contest has ever had a palate so refined as yours mr rutherford i would it would have they got down they all they gave me a medal it said chili master it was incredible i picked the winner they carried me down what road was it frankfurt avenue (laughs) they carried me down frankfurt avenue afterwards it was incredible. I mean, Stevie Wonder be better off in a beauty contest judge than you do. <laughs> no. It was great. It was delicious. They actually were always like, it was like one of the best days of my life. This, some of these chilies were incredible. <laughs> I was like, and they, you know, they would, if you liked it, they, they would give you, like, here, just take like a little can. I'm like, hell yeah. I had like five chilies that I brought home. It was incredible. It was terrific. Guess, that was actually part of his wedding, wedding speech. He's like, day ranks only behind my, my chili day. It was top five. <laughs> it's top five. It's yeah. like national championship, chili day, birth of my kids. <laughs> Second chili day, <laughs> wedding. <laughs> Just barely cracking the top five. Hey, yeah, you know. Uh, let's take some tech. Why not? Five two four one four fourteen fifty. We uh, we have a couple people confirming if we're alive or not. Pretty much. I, I've got a couple of college basketball thoughts to get to a little bit later. Uh, we can do that. But right yeah, now, whatever. I mean, we're trying to stay on the air. I'm pretty point. much. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even really. We may just end the show at five. Who cares? Not going to concentrate on what's going on in the future. <laughs> Texas says this is a I think a KRC text. So, but it came in at one o'clock. We're going to read it because it's. Featuring your 
BFF. I think Bill's giving up on Why do I feel like Ryan Lemon is the main person who causes a problem for KSR? He says stuff, then that Matt and KSR take then Matt and KSR take the backlash. Uh I'm not hard to I mean, I can't see Ryan saying anything that wasn't self approved by Matt to begin with. Like You I mean, and I don't listen to KSR, so we've got no friend. Yeah, no, I've listened to KSR in a long time. So and listen, I'm sure Ryan's a nice guy. They don't know it's all Roush. Roush is the guy who's the backlash. Roush is standing out there saying crazy bleep 24 hours a day, and it just falls back on Matt. I mean, Shannon's the heel in wrestling. How do we know he's not a heel on the radio, too? Can we just throw Roush under the bus every time there's some sort of media issue with UK? Like, Cal's pissed about something? If, if Roush would just toe the company line a UK little bit. UK media? I don't think I'm going to blame him for the power outage this year. He's ruining it. He, he did go to Indianapolis. Yeah. Conspicuously enough. Nice, nice alibi. Is that Clark Kent? Texas, after the disaster that the men's team has been since Patino left, I'm terrified about what will happen to the women's team when Walls leaves, especially since we hadn't had any success before he arrived. I mean, it's a... It's a fair point. I mean, I, I think that there there should be some concern with baseball, too, whenever Dan McDonald chooses to... I, I think you're always concerned when you have a program that was something just relatively mediocre and then had an astronomical rise under the direction of one head coach and has remained so over like multiple decades, like UConn basketball. I think people were like, is, is has it become big enough under Jim Calhoun to be self-sustaining? And they well, look at Houston as well. Houston Guy for Lewis sure. In the 50s, 60s and 70s and 80s. I mean, Syracuse under Jim Bayham. A lot of people have, have the same type mm-hmm. of question. Now those are big money sports. UVA women's basketball. I think that, what they have going for them is they rose to prominence in an area that cares about basketball as much as any in the country. I think the the fan support is not going to go away, even if you have a couple of down seasons with a new head coach, um, and you can recruit to a place like Louisville. Like all the advantages that are here with Jeff Walls right now will be here for whoever the next head coach is, whenever that that does wind up happening. With baseball, I think it's a little bit like McDonald is. It's unbelievable what he's been able to accomplish at a place like this, where one he didn't have conference superiority. The Big East sucked at baseball. Like that was the conference that he was recruiting players to come play in. It's okay, we sucked at baseball too. We did. I mean, two, we're not in a warm weather climate. Like you know, this is a sport that is dominated by schools on the West Coast and in the South because they can play year round. It's pretty straightforward, and yet. And also, three, we, we didn't have any sort of history to fall back on. We'd been to one NCAA tournament. We lost both games in that tournament. We had no history. None. I think our claim was that we lead the nation home runs like one year. I don't even know if that's true. And when we were at Parkfield, I think I think we did. Yeah. But he took over that program that had basically zero history, and he's turned them into a perennial top 10 team, one of the best programs in the country yeah. over the last 15 years. And I do think that there should be some concern as far as like what happens when he goes, because it, it's so much about him and what he's able to accomplish, keeping the assistants, keeping Roger Williams, one of the best pitching coaches in the country around for all this time. Um, you know, have look at what his assistants have done. Look at IU. Yeah. Since then. I mean, and then he goes to Mississippi state and wins a national title in his yeah. first year. Like this is, it, it's all under his tutelage. Like he's the, the main cog. His coaching tree is, is flourishing right now. I mean, look at, if you want to draw another comparison and we love John Michael Hayden on the show, cause he came on. Yeah. And we appreciate anybody who does that. And he's had a good run at UofL. But Ken Lola, who takes Louisville to turns him them into a national powerhouse. They're always a top seed. They, they have an undefeated season. They make a run to the national title game. He leaves. And we have, I mean, you have to say, we've taken a step back since, yeah. since Lola left. And that was a program that also didn't have a whole lot of history before he took over. So 
I think that I, I do think that women's basketball can be okay. It, it may take a step back whenever Jeff does choose to leave for whatever reason. Baseball is kind of the one that worries me a little bit. What worries me is that, like you said, let's just say for, for the sake of argument, you know, like you lose McDonald, you move, you lose Walls. Like whoever you bring in to the jobs, you bring in someone in, like to replace Walls and he or she doesn't like takes a step back, there will be backlash from the fan base. You'll They're hear, always going to be compared. You're going to hear yeah. he and then that person is not going to have an easy go. I mean, it could, you know, have a two-year, like, Billy Gillespie here, and, and we ha- we want him gone. I mean, you know, she's replaced it. That's not how we want. Baseball, uh, the, what, it, what worries me is that if you do make a mediocre hire of a replacement and it takes, like, a couple steps back, you won't get the angst from the fan base saying, hey, no, 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 we need to, we need, we need to get somebody else in here and, and get it back going. I think you would – I fear that you could – baseball could fall back to that mediocrity and, 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 and middle, of the, middle of the pack road or worse where i just don't think you would let it happen in women's basketball like now that we've tasted you know i think there's more of a dedicated baseball fan base than, than you think. i think there is but I think they would not enough off. to like i, I don't I, know it, there would be pressure i think that we've gotten to a point now where the fans have gotten accustomed enough to when basketball ends baseball taking over we're going to host regionals at, at jim patterson we may host super regionals at jim patterson if that stopped happening and look the other thing with baseball is they play in the best or second best conference in America every single year. If you do take a step back, you're going to get buried in that league. Like, like you are. It is a very thin line between being, you know, national NCAA tournament good, nationally ranked in that conference, and being a coach who just doesn't know what they're doing for a couple of years. You're going to be like, you're not going to be able to hide it like you could in the Big East or CUSA back in the day. But like, if you have, like, it'll be tough. If you have back to back like mediocre seasons in baseball, I just don't see. You don't, wouldn't have the same heat you would have if you had back-to-back mediocre seasons in women's basketball following the departure of our two great coaches. I disagree a little bit. I, I think I they, hope you. I hope I'm there'd wrong. be more I hope than you're you think. right, but I mean, I, just, I, I think I, there'd be more than you think. I think we have. There's become a new like, like more people go to women's basketball. Women's basketball is more well attended. I think it has more dedicated oh, followers than baseball. Which does. is why I wouldn't. I don't think there would but be. But there's still, leave. I think, enough baseball diehards that if if we went from being every year NCAA tournament, every year top 15, every year top 10. To like just an afterthought, people would get pissed and they'd express it. And especially when now, there, I agree there would be some. I just don't know if there'd be enough. But. The athletic department has now invested so much in the baseball program as well. Yeah, you know, they they built Jim Patterson. They've improved Jim Patterson. Um, hitting cage and, and workout room and facility that's just for baseball right mm-hmm. there at Jim Patterson. Like they're gonna want to see the results too. And I think if Josh Hurd had to hire somebody in the next couple of years. Uh, God forbid if McDonald chose to step away, which I don't think is happening anytime soon. I hope not as well. Uh, he, I think he would. I tell you, wins this fourth straight title. He'd hold that uh, that coach to a high standard. I, I think that that's yeah. I hope you're right. I hope I'm wrong. I just I just fear I'm not. And you might be right. I, I, I don't know, but I, I think that I think people would get upset. Texas HVL may be the most gangster player, uh, Louisville male or female that we've ever had at U of O. She definitely is. She's <laughs> she's very very competitive. I like her dad too is very animated in the crowd today. Was. I mean, let's be real. She cussed on national TV last year after, That's we, right, yeah. after we locked up a, a berth in the Final Four. Talking about Kobe, yeah. She, she said, go, he'd say, go win this bleep. And then she also, like, the camera caught her telling her parents, like, I'm going to win this bleep. I'm, I'm going to win it. Um, and we didn't, but it was I, I enjoyed the confidence. Texas, let's fundraise to clone Jeff Wall so we can just coach both teams. I love that guy. <laughs> Wall's the man. I love how disappointed he was going into halftime, too, because they, they did kind of they let down their guard at the end of the first half. They let Wake Forest go on a an 8-0 run to make it a 10-point game, and he was just like, "It's the same 
we've been saying all season long, like they get lazy. They uh, like he just he was not going to have it. Uh, but he was complimentary of HVL and the way that she had played. Um, how could you not be? 17 points in the first quarter after scoring. She led she's Wake. She's only junior, right? She's only junior. Sometimes. She led Wake Forest 17 to 12 after the first quarter all by herself, which was impressive. Hopefully, then just let it all out in one game, though. We got to save some of that juice for Notre Dame. Uh, is it Notre Dame, by the way? Let's check in. Last I saw, uh, it's it is a final score. Notre Dame has advanced sixty six to sixty over NC State, so it will be good. I want to play Notre Dame. Man. I do. It'll be round three between Notre Dame and Louisville tomorrow at noon in the ACC tournament semifinals. I don't. I'm, I, at noon. It's early for you. Do, 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 do. What? You know the. I can't whistle the. the, the <laughs> There you go. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, Notre Dame star Olivia Miles, who hit the buzzer beater against us the first time and got hurt the second time, did not play today against NC State. So Precaution forever ready for our game, maybe? We'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. We'll see what her availability is like. But she, uh, she, the, the Sonia Citron woman who, who killed us, after Miles went down the last meeting, she had 28 points today. So she's really stepped up. And I, I'm going to assume if they're not playing Miles yesterday or today, then they're not going to play her tomorrow. It seems like this is going to be holding out for the NCAA tournament. Well, they better hope they get don't have to get a good draw because we're about to knock them out tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. With Miles, without Miles, with Luke Heron, Godey, without Luke Heron, I, I want to beat them. We need to take them down. We owe them, we owe them at least one. We had them beat both times. The first one we really let. The first one felt stolen. They, we had some crap calls go against us. The second one we let them come back and take the game away from us. As to quote uh, the, the famous Rob Jones on a on a late Saturday night at the TV studio, ready to film the Renshaw show, watching Louisville play Notre Dame in an overtime game, and Hair Goatee dunked, and Rob ran up to the TV like he was like about to me mug it and goes, "You want war, Luke? You want war? We're going to war." Nobody has any idea what you're talking about. I'm talking to Notre Dame tomorrow. <laughs> you want war? Rob Jones, Rob Jones, he knows. Renshaw knows. There you go. Jeff Cosby was there. Texas, did Trevor ask if you have to count the words after writing something? He did. That, that happened. Okay, I'm sorry I'm not Mr. Computer Illiterate, okay? Like, I, I remember having to actually write things, like getting a, a, an assignment in class and writing it with by hand on paper and having to count the words. And when you had to go like, like you had to 50 stamp, words, you had to stamp the class and 20 write words, huh? 20 word assignment. No, but like if you, when you get in trouble and you had to stay in, sometimes in ISEP, you had to write like a, a thousand word apology, a thousand words explaining why you're sorry. You didn't have ISEP though. I don't know what I, I spent most of my detention? It's no, it's in school suspension. Oh, sick. we had jug. In ISEP, if you, you had to go, you either there were all day, which I spent most of my seventh grade and eighth grade year there. And then, uh, or if you were like tardy for class, you had to go spend that hour in ISAP. If you, you know, if you didn't get there before the second bell. Mm. So that's yeah. And you just sat there and you just sat in quiet. Yeah. And then, you know, did another Westport. We had cubicles, so it was easier to kind of sleep. But at Wagner, we didn't. But it helped that the ISAP teacher was a friend of mine my sophomore year. Texas says, uh, I'm an eighth grade science teacher. Listening to Trevor's total inability to understand what sugar is made me sad. <laughs> Why did he think that fruits tasted sweet? I'm at a loss. Well, I thought they were natural, though. Texas says, great pop and daddy ain't getting that EMU money back. <laughs> a good swing band name, right? Great pop and daddy. Great pop and daddy. Yeah. The great pop and daddies. 
Texture says, in regards to TJ's, oh, this is a KRC text. Plumby Bro, number one. Plumby Bro, he's a teacher. In regards to TJ's IG in the water park, did you know all know if TJ stayed at the Great Wolf Lodge in Colorado? Man, Great Wolf Lodge is a big deal for kids these days. Is it? I know he said he was, they, he said something about a water park. It's like indoor water park that he was going to. Yeah, I'm sure it's Great Wolf Lodge then. The only thing that I hear about all my friends that have taken their kids to Great Wolf Lodge is it's an interesting cast of characters there. Basically, they're like it'll make you feel way better about yourself. Like, like he said it was like he said it was outside Denver too. It was like an hour outside. Denver. There's one. Yeah. There's one relatively close to here. I think it's in, it's in Northern Kentucky or Cincinnati. But my, one of my buddies is like, I had the hottest wife there by a wide margin. I've never felt better about my life than when I went to Great Wolf Lodge. <laughs> I, I, God, part of me wants to see your buddy's wife to see if they can help like, get a picture of the story. But I mean, <laughs> uh, so I mean it's an indoor so it's an indoor water park. Pretty much, yeah. That'd be awesome. I think I want to go. You think it'd be would it be for me to go to it by myself? You can, when, we, when the kids get old enough, we'll take you. I don't want to take the kids. I just want to go with me. But you, you can go off on your own. But like you can go with us if you want to. Like you would. It's like you. a it's like a hotel. It's like an Opryland for for kids. It's like an Opryland. Well, that's what Opryland was for to begin with. Wasn't that's it? a water park. Okay. Uh, but you, you stay there. You stay like at the at the at the lodge actually. But you, you walk outside and you're boom. It's a total money grab, but. Kids like it, so that's... I know. Like I said, I knew it was outside Denver because I, I I asked him if he was going to go to the uh, the Shining Hotel while he was out there, and he said he was going to. Hopefully, oh, we went. Yeah, it's kind of mind blowing though because like, you, you don't realize like the hotel it's based on doesn't look like the movie hotel. It, it doesn't because all the interior shots for the movie were done at a hotel in Oregon. Uh, what I what I understand the interior looks just like it though. The interior, it, it, it's exactly like it, and, it, and it, the outside's the same. The, the the funny thing about it is, so you go you, you go in. You don't have a maze there. Um, you do. Oh, there is okay. But it's not like at all like the one from the movie. Yeah, and they've it's got much, tons much of like small. weird statues out. Exactly. Yeah. The the funniest thing is, so it's also the hotel that's in Dumb and Dumber. So oh, you, okay. I didn't even think about that. So you walk in and like you know you you everyone wants to go to the bar, and the bar is downstairs, and you have to go through this like little hallway, and the hallway is filled with like pieces of memorabilia from the movie. They got the axe there. They got Why pictures not? on set. But sprinkled into all the shining stuff is, is like dumb and dumber. So you've got like, like here's John. Like, this is the suit that Jack Nicholson wore. Here's the axe. A picture of Jack Nicholson looking terrifying. And then boom, it's like here's the coat that Jeff Daniels wore from from Dumb and Dumber, like right next to it. So it's very very odd. But it was, I, I I really wanted to go. Glad we got to go. It was it was fun. Question in the bar is there is there is there a is there a sign identifying that we landed on the moon? I don't think so. Like, really? I don't think wow. so. That, yeah, I don't think it happened. Don't think it's there. Um, but they give you like a, like a little token coin keep, which was cool. Did you? Uh, I, I'm assuming you didn't stay. What's the room in the movie? I forget the number. We didn't stay there. Oh, you didn't even stay. We were just we were driving. We'd gone from Denver to Colorado Springs to to Fort. Uh, um, it is out in the mountains, and it's like an hour and a half out of Denver, I believe. It is. We were driving from. Um, where's my mind is just. Completely. Fort Collins is like Fort Collins, Denver, thank you. Just, yeah. just mush. We were staying with Mary's friends in Fort Collins. It's closer to there, so we were driving back from there to Denver to get back to the airport, and we had made some detours. To, we drove through Rocky Mountain National Park, nice. uh, went to the Stanley Hotel. It was it was very very cool. I enjoyed it. I was glad we did it. I can't remember. Text her. Tell me the room number. I can't remember what it was. Though. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, what is this? I don't. Know, I don't know what this means. You don't know how to read the text? Heck yeah, I can't. Is it shared? No, no, it's fine. Texas says, uh, since Mike has a lot of time on his hands, he still needs to watch Boardwalk Empire. I've not seen Boardwalk Empire. Ooh. It's a top five HBO show of all time, in my opinion. 
Also, if there isn't a Mike, Danny, Trevor masterpiece show of some sort, then the simulation isn't worth it. I'm trying to think if it's top five. I mean, You've seen Boardwalk Empire? Oh, I loved it. People Love do. I've, I've never watched it. Uh, somewhat, it's one of those rare shows that, that it's only five seasons, and it ended with you thinking we could get at least another year or two out of this, I think. Really? But they kind of, they were like, did a Seinfeld. You know, we're just going to go out while we're on top still. Um, very good, especially the first two seasons are really good. Uh, I'm yeah. You need you should watch. I mean, you're not. Are you not a big? You're not. A, where are you on the like the, the gangster movies? Is that like, I like them. You do preferably like them. Uh, what about like period? You made fun of me because I really like Once Upon a Time in America. You're like it's another three and a half hour movie. It is a very long movie. Well, I, and I like some gangster movies. I'm just ironically the one that I probably like least is Godfather, which yeah, yeah, you don't have to forget. Yeah, that's the, but I do like you know you know casinos and Goodfellas and Bronx Tale and things like that. Uh. And are you okay with the period piece stuff? Like, cause it's basically oh, yeah, for one. sure. I think you would like. I mean, Bashimi knocks it out. I know a lot of friends that like it. I just haven't gotten around to watching yeah, that. Or the Sopranos, or I know a lot of shows. I mean, I can't suggest Sopranos, but I would say, yeah. I mean, I like Entourage. It probably went too long. Oz is in my top five. I think transition from Boardwalk Empire and Sopranos to Entourage. Okay. Entourage. Entourage. Roadhouse. I liked Entourage at the beginning. For the sure. first, so far, I'm in the middle. I'm almost done with season four. I'm starting to feel the fade again. Like I don't even. I know, didn't make it. I don't think I even made. I don't it even think years. I'm starting to. I'm starting to think that out before pulled out before this point or before because they're about to do a movie. I don't remember them doing. Yeah, that, that's. I think yeah. I think I, I think I only made it to about mid season four last time. I'm gonna get, go farther this time. Though. We have a hundred and twenty six thousand people without power now in Kentucky. Uh, apparently, outages across the state. Here's hoping that's not you. If you are, I don't know how you'd listen to us, but God love you. We love you. I think I'm still good, otherwise mom would have probably texted. Yeah, I think my house is, yeah, Mary would have let me know at this point. I'm thinking that too, yeah. Good to go. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, a couple college basketball thoughts from last night. We'll also look ahead to some things that are going to go down tonight. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 with Powell on the Big X.
back in. Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. We've been knocked off the air twice. We're for the chorus. What? We're waiting for the chorus? No. Oh, here it comes. Okay. There we go. You good? We've been knocked off the air twice, but we're still here. We're still fighting for you on this Friday. Hope your weekend's off to a fantastic start and a less windy... I, I, keep, I, keep, I keep hearing noises, and I can't tell if it's the wind outside or just the generator because it's so bleeping loud. It's the generator. Now, here's what kind of worries me a little bit. Okay. Now, you can tell me if this is just like an old wives' tale or not, but I I remember growing up, like, because in Kentucky, thankfully, like, you know, of all the natural disasters, like, the, the one thing we usually wear is tornadoes, right? Yes. That's kind of like, you know, we don't, we don't have to worry about earthquakes, usually, you know. Normally, we don't have to worry about hurricanes or gigantic. Every now and then there'll be a snowstorm, but not as often as like a tornado. Threat, yeah, but torna- sure. tornadoes are like annual, and it's still, thankfully, knock on wood, in my lifetime, has been they've been few and far between. But you yes. still get the warnings. And like growing up, to me, like it was always like as long as it's raining, there's no tornado. That's what I was like, kind of led to believe as a child. And so, like when I look out and I hear the wind and I see zero rain at all. That that does make me worry a little bit. I know it gets it's now is that is that a true fact or is that just like a wives' tale? I heard the same thing going. I think that that's right. But it, I also heard before like a storm arrives, if the sun comes out, that's bad. Like before like the the big storm line comes, the sun comes out. The other thing that I remember hearing as a kid was the sound of a tornado. It sounds like a train coming. I yeah, I learned that from Twister though. Is that what they said? I'm, I think maybe so, that's yeah. where that came from. Like I the, do remember the, the rain that. one and see because in the rain one it rains when like during one of their twisters in the movie. I'm not like I'm not you know fighting against Bill Pullman's accuracy in in, in his in his film career, but it's a documentary basically. It's pretty much, but because I I saw him say this, I don't know like I mean I just didn't know if that was a true fact or not, or maybe it was just something. Maybe my mom told me that her mom told her, and you know yada. And, and I heard the same thing. Okay, so I wasn't alone in that. Uh, tornadoes are associated with a powerful updraft, so rain does not fall in or next to a tornado. Very large hail, however, does fall in the immediate area of the tornado. I knew I, I, that's the other thing. So we see hail so, coming. So we need rain right now. We want to see some some rainfall. Makes it feel a little more cozy. I kind of think we're supposed to be out of the worst window. I think the storm. Okay. Originally, I know they said it was like two forty to to like four thirty was the the toughest part. I don't have my Doppler up, so what's Weinberg saying? <laughs> He's my new guy. his Twitter handle, by the way. What um, let's see. 977.5 MB pressure measured in Louisville. That is an all-time record low pressure ever measured in the city. A what measurement? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what that means. Also, nearly 42,000 without power in Louisville. He says, fair to say that these winds were elite. not sure that that's the... The word I'll be looking for. But, I mean, technically it does work. make sense. Be elite. Be, be elite. Classic FTC speed. <laughs> Uh, he says, mark me down as one that will be doing damage cleanup around the house this weekend. Ooh. I hope not. I mean, like I said, knock on wood, I think I'm good. I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything either, which hopefully we're we're okay there. Uh, anyway, we're, we're we're persevering here. Yeah, we're getting through it. If you, if you, if you, if you, I tell you what, if you're, you know, you're a little worried, maybe your power's out, you go get that, that little, that radio with the batteries in it. I'll we're here still for have you. One. We're here for you. Put it on. Maybe, maybe, you know, crank one up that has a little sidearm on it or something. Get it going if you have to go in the, the, the basement or the bathroom with no windows. Don't worry about the weather stuff. Just tune up. We'll, we got you covered. Tune in to us, and we will entertain you. What could be your last days? Your days. 
<laughs> You're damn right. I just see last night. I know you weren't. I was very much in on the Detroit young. I had completely forgotten about. Oh, I turned. I like I was any of the big games on national TV. I was ignoring them. I was firing up ESPN Plus. I was ready for it. I don't know why. I, and I brought it up on the show. And I don't know why. I just completely brain farted on it when I left here. So Antoine Davis, who's played Detroit fifth season, to yeah. be fair. He was 26 points shy of breaking Pistol Pete Maravich's all-time NCAA scoring record. And the fact that it came up in a conference tournament game is not, I mean, because you know, this is Horizon League. It's a one-bid league. This is everything. The, the conference tournament is, is everything. So you've got the dual drama of Detroit trying to upset the number one overall seed in their tournament and Davis trying to break Pistol Pete's seemingly unbreakable record. And it was an odd... St- like, the, the game was weird because... Davis was playing really poorly, but Detroit was dominating. So you were like, the most unlikely scenario here might be playing out where Davis doesn't break the record, but he gets another opportunity because they go ahead and they beat Youngstown State. The game goes on. Davis starts playing a little bit better, and then Youngstown State, as top seeds tend to do in these smaller tournaments, takes control late in the second half. It gets... There's actually a... a, a, The drama was... It looked like it was going to end kind of relatively dramaless, Davis was five points behind the record. Youngstown State was up by five. They just He was missing everything down the stretch. He was getting decent looks. He was just, I don't know if it was him trying to save the team or him trying to get the record, but he was taking bad shots and just not connecting on anything. But yeah, Youngstown I'm, State... I'm amazed he only took 24 shots. I thought he would take like 40. He was, yeah. he he, he tr- at, at the end, he was definitely trying. <laughs> he I, he I got eight if, of those in the last 30 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's because he's the best team's best player and that was their best shot, but he was... He was definitely letting it fly at the end of the game. But Youngstown State has total control, and you're like, oh, he's not going to get the record, and they're going to lose. This sucks. And this has been like a, a fiery game. They've been getting into it with the crowd. The Youngstown State players have been getting into it with the, the, the Detroit bench. And Youngstown State, they get a technical. And you're like, ooh, oh, my God. So Davis comes down. He hits two free throws to get within three points of tying the record, four points of breaking it, and also gets Detroit within three points of, of tying Youngstown State. So high drama there. Youngstown State ends up making a couple free throws. Detroit misses a shot. The game's basically over. Detroit gets one last possession, though. Davis needs a three to tie Pistol Pete. Doesn't help him win the game. But at the buzzer, he goes up, misses the shot. He finishes the game 7 of 26 from the field, 4 of 16 from 3, 22 points, 3 points shy of Pistol Pete. And... His team loses to Youngstown State by five. After the game, the Youngstown State fans start throwing trash at him. He throws it back into the crowd and then complains on Twitter about how they're the worst fans he's ever d- dealt with. Apparently, Mike Davis is like yelling at the Horizon League commissioner because you know he's like, Mike Davis will fight somebody on I mean, court. Davis I mean. during the game is like, are you? He's like, they're throwing stuff at my kids. Like, get the, the fans under control. It was just a, it was a contentious night all across college basketball. But that was that was kind of. It was does, kind of a bummer. Does Youngstown State have like a secret passion for Pistol Pete and want his record to stay. I don't know. I, mean, I never saw such an angry penguin group in my entire <laughs> I mean, life. I mean, I thought penguins were, were naturally kind and jolly, right? But I love the the scroll on ESPN, which is tracking the record. They have this little thing where they're like, Davis comes up three points shy of, of Maravich's record and then adds in behind it. Detroit Mercy is, however, CBI eligible. <laughs> 
<laughs> which is funny because everybody is CBI eligible. The 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 Titans, I think, are like eleven and nineteen. They've got a losing record. They're a bad team. Yeah, I know they lose record. We looked it up there. They had they did they did have a losing record. But the CBI comes out today. They're, they're run by the Gazelle Group, who puts on the Gotham Classic that we've played in a couple times, okay. and the, uh, the the other big tournament, the Barclay Center. It's, it's group. They run the CBI, and Rick Giles, who's their the the, the leader, he tells ESPN that the organization is quote evaluating Detroit Mercy as a possible participant, which would allow Davis to break the record. And I'm sitting here in like, terms, will this help us sell a few tickets or get ratings? And the answer to that question is, of course, because that right there, that statement that Rick Giles made is the most attention, the most pressure the CBI has gotten in like 15 years. So that leads me to believe that, yeah, if you're getting more attention for anything else than you've done in the last 10 years for just debating whether or not to invite Detroit Mercy – you're probably going to go ahead and invite Detroit Mercy. Is the other one? Do they still do the CIT as well? They can't. It, they ended that. They ended that. CBI is the one that's still going. Okay. CIT is done. Well, I'm dead. Not... R.I.P. It's like, it's like asking a football guy. They still have the XFL and the USFL. They do. <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> I saw a crazy stat. Line. So first of all, before we move on, how do you feel about? Because I said this yesterday. I said like, this is a disaster scenario. He didn't break the record, and then he breaks it like the CBI against. You know Lafayette or somebody. I mean, it, it seems wrong. It, yeah, but in twenty years he'll just be the guy. I mean, a he'll be the guy that in a trivia contest who's all time leading scorer, and people say Maravich should go. No, it's Antoine Davis. Antoine. Oh, Davis, yeah. I mean, you might as well guess Chris Clemens. I mean, that would have been just as yeah. He's gonna be that. I love oh, Chris Clemens. Don't talk about him like that. I'm just saying it might as well been. I go mean, Camels. <laughs> sorry, my bad. I mean, on the Rockets. It's a baller. <laughs> So, I mean, he's just going to be the, oh, that dude has it? He, that's just going to be who he is in, in life. But also, in 20 years, it, when those that do remember him doing it, they're not probably, they're, they're going to remember him playing, you know, five years and more games. For but sure. they're not going to remember it took a, you know, a, like, wannabe postseason tournament, kind of fake postseason tournament to get him over the hump. I no, they won't. Which which is why, if you're him, you do it. You do it, yeah, yeah. No questions asked. And and although, also, like, and I kinda, part if of me, the head coach didn't want the distraction... You might understand that. Might not be a concern here since the head coach is his dad. His dad's absolutely going to take a CBI invite if he gets it. Are you kidding me? The, where I am torn, though, is, like, if you're Antoine Davis, I mean, I get getting this close to what is, in a way, immortality. Almost. For sure. Uh, like, it has to be heartbreaking. But is it worth having to, like, go to a CBI game just to get it? I mean. Yes. Because, I, I mean, like, what you just said is true. In 20 years, people will, you know, diehard trivia people will remember that Antoine Davis is the all-time scoring leader. Because this record's not going to get broke if you don't have five years. Oh, God, years. no, no, no. I mean, Davis has been averaging 20 points, uh, like 23 points or more for five straight years. Yeah. That's how long it took to get somebody who could sniff this record. I mean, it could be, but it would never be. It's it, not going to happen. Here, here's the if cra- there's somebody who averages 40 points a game like Pistol Pete, they ain't staying in college for four years. No, here's the thing. Well, in the, I was going to say, it, it, it could happen, but it would be. It'd be at a school that would make Detroit Mercy look like UCLA. It's not happening. Like it's, you couldn't, you couldn't see a kid staying four years at like. If they said four years, they'd Campbell. have to average thirty-five a game. Well, maybe they're still on NBA. Cal- I mean, Chris, the, the kid from Campbellsville played four years, didn't he? Here's a stat for you. Watch, listen to this. So, Pistol Pete Mary, if you took the nation's top eighty-three single game scoring performances in the last three years, the eighty-three highest scoring performances of anybody, it would be two hundred points short. Of Pistol Pete's three-year total. The big question is getting that fifth year. That's the problem. Is that it's, it's not going to happen? That's yeah, what I'm saying. That's, yeah, that's. 
I think I think you could have a chance of getting a guy averaging twenty plus points a game at four years at a very small school, maybe. But again, like, but you'd have to almost have a fifth year to, to surpass yeah. Pistol doing it. Uh, so I'm saying Davis is, has played five years. He's averaged right. twenty more than twenty three points for all these five years, and he's still short of the record. You would need somebody averaging more than anybody has averaged over the last twenty seasons for three straight seasons to even be within for four straight seasons. I mean even to be within Maravich's realm. But I'm, and I'm not going to say whoever they played in the CBI or CIT, whatever, is going to roll over for him, but I don't he know. He just needs four points. To have to do it in that game, I kind of feel like it's it's kind of like on that same level of, like, you know, how Strahan actually doesn't have the sack record and doesn't deserve it because Brett Favre just fell down and gave him the, gave him the record. Yeah. The, the stat- it's got that kind of feel to it a little bit. Like, if you, I went on a trivia contest and someone said to me, Trevor, for $1,000, Who's the all-time sack? Who was the record for sack season? I'm saying Mark Gastineau, and you have to prove me wrong because I won't believe it. Well, then you'd lose. So. I've won. He is the sack record. I mean, the trivia people holding the contest. Strahan is Strahan is a fake. Did you not get another sack after that? No, it, that that was that it. Was the last one. It was yeah, it was the sack he needed. Maravich, of course, as anybody, every single boomer is letting you know, and some people our age are letting you know, did it without a three-point line, which is a great fact. Really? I know. Huh? I was posting about it last night. All these people were like, he. Maravich did it without. I'm like, I know. I'm, I'm well, I was 87. It wasn't like it was, yeah. the top the top 83 single game performances over the last three years that Anderson was just laying out in that stat combined to make 452 made three pointers. So, well, quick trivia question: top scoring game in the last three years. What do you think is the highest point total anybody scored in a game in college, Division One? Um, 58 points. Close. 52. Okay. 52 points only happened one time. There's never been anybody who's gone. Uh, anybody else who's gone over 50. You've had two games of 48 points. Did you say who the 42 was? The 52? Yeah. I think it was Chris Clemens. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, 4 of 46, 2 of 45, 3 of 44, 7 of 43, 13 of 42, 20 of 41, and 19 of 40. Those are the top 83 scoring performances games last three years. Add them all up. They're still 200 points shy of Maravich over three years. He's due from IU and had, what, 36 in the last game, I think, the freshman guard? He did. And he scored that way. I, the IU scoring record, I believe. I really? I'm surprised it's not higher. It's, it was right up there, I think. Uh, maybe it's freshman record. Maybe that's what it was. The one the, the one stat that you did throw out there. I mean, Maravich averaged 44.2 points per game, which is outrageous. But he still took more shots in three years than Davis took in five. Now, that's... Oh, that's Again, without a three-point line. Exactly, yeah. So but he half still, of Davis's were three. He averaged 38 shots per game. If you're going to have anybody who sniffs this record... You're going to need, like you said, a guy who's a very good college player, but not NBA caliber, no, no. who just wants to stay in college for all four five, years. A 5'8", five, 5'9", five, guard. And he's going to have to shoot 40 times a game. Yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. 40. It's just not happening. Like, we don't, we rarely get. Like, I want to look up the right, like, who, like the last few years, like, the, the, I wonder if that's a stat you could find. Like, who holds the season, who led the, the uh, NCAA shot attempts a game? Like, I don't know, but I can tell you this. We haven't had a 30 point per game score in the last 12 seasons. Like nobody's averaged 30 points per game. I mean, I don't think many people have shot more than taking 30 shots a game on average. That's a lot of shots. The point is, this was a fluky circumstance with the extra COVID year. You're right. And if it doesn't happen, if they don't go to the CBI and, and the record doesn't get broke, it's not going to get broken. I don't think it, it would just it would take something else. We need we need another pandemic that would give somebody else another fifth year and have this because I mean Davis has been he broke Steph Curry's freshman record for most three pointers. He's he's been scoring at a, a high level. He's been a top ten scorer for each of the five seas, last five seasons, and he still, without going to a postseason tournament, has not broken Maravich's record. So that was interesting. We also had a. I mean, there was a. Have you seen the video of the straight punch that was thrown in the Ohio Valley? Yeah. Tournament? 
Like, part of me, though, like, the, the guy that throws the punch, gone. Bye. You're, yeah, done. But I almost feel like the guy who he punched, A, deserved it a little bit, but even though you shouldn't do it. I think he should get a little suspension, too. Like, that's just, I mean, you're, you're putting your forehead to forehead to some guy for a good 10 feet walking down the court. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, yeah, that's... just to set the stage, it was UT Martin versus SIU Edwardsville, and the the UT Martin player, he's doing the thing where he's got his hands up, but he's just like trying, he's like, I'm not doing it, but he does, he's kind of like burying his head into this SIU Edward, uh, Edwardsville player's face. He's like, they're literally forehead to forehead, yeah. And the SIU Edwardsville player cocks back and just straight up punches him in the face. He does walk with them a good, probably what you'd say, 10 feet before he actually For hits sure. him. He hits him in the face, then he does the backtrack thing kind of running away as the other guy goes after him the guy was bigger <laughs> the so to answer your question both players uh are technically suspended because the ohio valley has a rule where if you get ejected from a game for fighting you have to be suspended for the next game okay. and so ut martin won so the, the kid who got punched in the face his team is playing again tonight he's been suspended and the other the other kid who came out and tried to defend him and threw like a terrible left hook attempt and missed Didn't badly enough, he that. suspended as well the kid who actually connected on the punch from SIU Edwardsville Pruitt, he will miss the first game of next season because his team lost. He, it feels like I'm he with you. Probably it, get more than one game for throwing the punch. Unless I understand. He should. I mean, I, I'm with you that like, not there are no innocent parties here. No. But the kid who punches the other one squarely in the face, to me at least, clearly deserves a harsher punishment. Oh yeah. I mean, well, what's 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 what parents like to get is the person that throws the second does the second move is when it gets caught. Well, in this case, it, that punch was the second move, and I know, <laughs> they yeah. both still ended up getting the same punishment. <laughs> I mean, they yeah, the kids throw the punch should probably serve more than two, more than one game next year. I would say maybe I would. I mean, it's. By this time next year, maybe, maybe cool, cooler heads will prevail, but I would say at least two to four. Games. You rarely see a punch in sports where it's like you catch somebody flush. Like, it's, like it's that much of a clean shot. Like, do you suspend the kid who enticed it? Does he just get the one game, or would you give him more? Just than the one game. Just the one. I mean, yeah. I mean, he didn't throw the. Like, yeah, I mean, he did it still deserve. Whether he'd gotten ejected, and if he had not been ejected, he should still be suspended for one game. The league did refer to him as the. They said that he instigated the the oh, incident. He clearly, did. I mean, he's, which he did, but I mean, that's that's the thing happens like a couple of times in most games. Yeah, but not to that degree. There's maybe. one thing of talk, like, but you can't punch somebody in the face. No, and, and there's 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 one. It's one to like maybe you know say little whispers in a guy's ear or or do little things. He's, I mean, putting his four. He's pushing the guy back with his own head almost. Yeah, I mean, it's just, that's a little too much. That's that's doing the enticing a little too far. It was. It was over the top. And there were like, we were talking about, we were joking at the beginning of the show, there were like seven different almost fights in college basketball last night. Like, it's, I guess, tis the same. I mean, what is with the tempers? I mean, too. They're flying. I mean, like, they're flying. The UK game, the one just chucking a ball at somebody. Yeah. They won again last night, by the way. They upset uh, Alabama, I think. They're in the quarterfinals. Did they? Yeah, you UK women. Yeah. Did, 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 did it's because Alabama, how many kids girls got kicked off the team or kicked out of the game or what? No, I don't think. I think it was... It's a clean game. Like they played straight up. They won. They won by like a lot too. They play Tennessee tonight at eight fifteen. Fourteen seed. They're the bottom seed in that tournament. Maybe there's hope for us in, in after all. Yeah, especially the way looking at the way Indiana Alabama handles their their student athletes. I wouldn't want to mess with this. Tournament. They play Tennessee tonight. Who's the three seed? So Tennessee back kind of women's basketball. They've been better. I mean, we played them in the tournament last year. Was it last year? Yeah, they've been they've been good. I mean, I know they were kind of they 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 fell off the map a little bit, but I know they didn't fall off too long. Never do. Let's go break. When we come back, 5 o'clock hour is up next. We'll talk some more nonsense. We'll take texts from you guys at 502-414-1450. And we'll get ready for a big weekend. Shriners Classic for the baseball team. 
men's basketball trying to ruin Senior Day at Virginia, and the women's fine. basketball team chasing an ACC tournament title. Keep it like right here. More of the Mike Rutherford Show after this on the Big X. Show on a windy Friday afternoon on 1450 The Big X. We've lost power twice. What a wild week here. When we start the week off, we have Master P in studio, and we end the, the, the week getting knocked off the air twice as we try to make our last words not be about the lights flickering. <laughs> a slow week, too, I feel like. I, I feel like it's... I, you were saying that? I feel like Master P was a month ago, almost. Well, there was so much going on at the beginning of the week. I think we, had, we had Master P... And then we had the game was on Tuesday, which I feel like always makes the weeks feel longer because we're used yeah. to Wednesday. Yeah. We had we raged about the game on Wednesday, and then like it just feels like everything has been dragging. Like it, it feels like Wednesday felt like Thursday. Like today has been today's just been weird because I feel like we've been here now for seven hours. <laughs> you just looked at the recording because I, I have to record the show from a studio in Southern Indiana because the Adobe still doesn't work here. Like the curtain a little bit for somebody. Well, I mean, I'm just like you have power, so don't don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. We don't get greedy around here. Yeah, not, not what greedy. the big X is about. So, uh, but I just like went to make sure it was still recording, and like just the giant gaps from where you, like a saw, <laughs> dead air gap. Talk like you missed. We air came gap. back like a minute and a half the second time and got knocked off. And then of course, you know, the record it didn't record. I thought I hit record on it. I guess I didn't hit it remotely properly, and then he gets the first segment. So, 
Yeah. Uh, They're short- gonna miss the only part of the show where we talked about sports. Stayed somewhat focused. <laughs> did we really? A little bit. But did we? I don't even remember the first segment. It seems like a little long ago now. I really don't. Even, we talked about the women's team winning. Yeah. And then this came in and I thought the Ryan was, boys disrupted the whole first segment. Oh yeah. And then we started to get on, back into the, the grapes when we got knocked off the air. Because Trey had no idea. He's so blown away by how many grapes is that? <laughs> Two hundred forty. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna seeing, count it. So I, I told my mom, you know, I ate all the grapes. She was like kind of blown away a little bit but nonetheless and i was and she i was like asked her i was like you know how much does like how much was it and she's like only five it was which blew me away i was like that is the cheapest like full meal slash snack to have for five bucks Let's say, for anybody who's just got in the car like what the hell they're talking about i missed yesterday's show trevor ate three pounds of grapes two nights ago <laughs> and now they're like oh well that makes all sense there you go trevor that's what we're, that's what we're talking so about. it's only five, so like last night i'm i'm like i'm like she's like well i guess i can go back to the store again i'm like okay I'm like so i just gave, I was like i was like here's a 20 just pick up the grapes it's like you want so that would be 12 pounds of grapes good math right there and i was like i think i got this so fast too it's like you're gonna like what's the alcohol bad i was like so we get six pounds of grapes six pounds of the problem because <laughs> like like I can't, I may not be able to eat three pounds of raisins on a on a regular night. Your mom's Lloyd Braun in this situation. <laughs> Is that just me? Is that a lot, a lot of gum? gum? It's a lot of grapes. <laughs> so, but I mean, grapes like grapes stay good for a while, right? Like this is yeah, I mean, like it's so, so okay. Let's say about twelve pounds of grapes. That, well, you're averaging three pounds a night. So yeah, but I'm not going. You're going to be fine for four days worth of grapes. <laughs> I'm not, <gonna, laughs> not going to eat three pounds all the time. Maybe only like a pound and a half or two pounds. So like like I can those they won't go bad when they're in there for like maybe a week week and a half you can make it a week. Oh. It's usually kind of pushing it. Right. As a it. as a family, it's pretty long for for most. As a people. father of a family with kids that refuse to eat fruit these days, I can tell you exactly. It's expire. Uh, our kids just stopped eating. Our kids just they won't eat it. John will only eat pop tarts now. Oh, I like pop tarts. He was our good eater for so long, and now he just refuses to eat anything besides pop tarts. You want to hear something weird? I've only. I'm- John, once again. Well, not not, not out of the fridge, but room temperature. Like I don't put them in toasters. That's what he doesn't either. And I would always eat. He likes no icing either. Oh no, guys. What I would do is I'd eat all the way around the the icing part, eat that first, and then eat the eat the middle part. It's gross. You're gross. Strawberry pop tarts are good. Like I want now. You know I'm thinking about pop tarts. Strawberry. Uh, they. I mean, I don't eat pop tarts regularly anymore, but they like the. Brown cinnamon, oh, brown sugar, good which I don't like, but they like them. But they have to have no icing. See, I don't, I don't so we have to order them in bulk off of Amazon because nobody sells them without icing anymore. And for someone who buys his groceries on Amazon, that can be expensive. We've got like 36 packs of, of unfrosted cinnamon Pop-Tarts. I've had to buy stuff off Amazon. Like, there's, It's hard to find like the cherry limeade sun-kissed in some areas of this town. Like some place I've some months, I ordered a bunch of it off this Amazon. This used to be a proper country. This used to be can't find cherry limeade sun kissed anymore here. I mean, come on. We like used strawberry. to We used to build things. <laughs> That's a line from Pretty Woman. I don't think so. <laughs> I built ships. <laughs> anyway. Were you going somewhere with that story? Not a clue. Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> 502-414-1450 if you've got thoughts. Texas on the Thornton sex line today. We we recapped the U of L women's basketball team uh, throttling Wake Forest. Uh, 
I keep saying this morning. It started in the morning and ended in the afternoon. It was an 11 a.m. tip-off. But the cards, no trouble with the Demon Deacons. But it was still morning when it was over. Yeah, theoretically. Well, for, for you, not for anybody else. That was over for, for Wake Forest. They were done. Yeah, th- fair point. Yeah. Haley Van Lith comes out. She scores 17 points in the first quarter. That was pretty much it. The cards led by 10 at halftime. They end up winning by 26. 74 to 48 was the final score. The largest margin of victory for the Louisville women's basketball team in any ACC game so far since joining the conference back in 2015. They will now take on Notre Dame. Perhaps the third time will be the charm tomorrow. In the semifinals, the top-seeded Fighting Irish survived a test from, from NC State, the eight seed. Notre Dame won 66-60. Olivia Miles, their star player, who got hurt against UofL last weekend, did not play in the game. I think we're all assuming she's not going to play tomorrow either. But it will be round three between Notre Dame and Louisville tomorrow at noon in the ACC tournament semifinals. Let's get this big win. Let's uh, let's play for a conference tournament championship on Sunday. Let's knock it out. Let's knock it out. Uh, we also have UofL baseball tonight. They will play their first Shriners Classic game at Minute Maid Park in Houston. They're going to take on Texas A&M. So we're looking for some revenge from the bubble-blowing, super regional loss. All I think of is driving to South Carolina and the the voice of Sean Moth at like 1 a.m. keeping me company, and then him having to call a Texas A&M walk-off. Because that first game, I listened to it for like four hours when we were driving down to, for vacation last year, and it was the only thing that kept me sane. And then <laughs> this game two was the next day, and we also, I mean, both those games we had ample opportunity to win. We just couldn't get it done. That felt like a, a missed opportunity. Maybe we can get some revenge tomorrow, but the, the Cards will play Texas A&M tonight in the third of uh, the, a triple header at Minute Maid Park for that. The, second, the, the, the elimination game was extra innings, wasn't it? Remember right? The first game was extra innings. Is that what it was? Okay. The second game may have been too. They both were really close. I remember, yeah, I remember the one where just, we basically as begged to blew up like multiple opportunities. That was the first yeah. one. Because we, we, we left like, seven, we were like one for 17. with runners. We left yeah, the bases loaded like yeah. five times in, in yeah. 12 innings or something. They did too a couple times, but I remember right too. They so. did too, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, in the second time, the second game, we also, yeah, this the first game was the one where I think they had even more people left. In, like, we had every opportunity to win because we kept getting out of bases loaded jams. We kept walk, we walked everybody, too, was the other thing about that series. I love how we're talking as if this was, like, ten years ago. It's like, it's like, it's like, it was last June. It was nine yeah, months ago. It was nine months ago. <laughs> Back in our day. Yeah, yeah, don't the give me. The summer of 2022. Yeah, don't get me started on, like, the 1989 tournament. I could probably name you more things about that accurately than I could probably. <laughs> but Louisville takes on Texas. Take on TCU tomorrow at three, and they will play Michigan. Uh, the the least conducive schedule because they play earlier every for three consecutive days. They go 7 p.m., 3 p.m., 11 a.m. That's less and less rest for every single day. You'd you'd want to ideally be like 11 a.m., then 3 p.m., then that's 7 p.m., and uh, so that's not not great. They're, they're screwing us. They're screwing us down there in Houston. The Texans just, they hate us. We kind of hate them, too. Let's hand two of them a loss this weekend. And then, of course, the U of O men's basketball team in action tomorrow on the yeah, Virginia Senior Day. That's a two, right, you said? It's a two. Maybe. I, don't, I mean, maybe. Who knows? We almost beat them the first time, right? I don't. I, I don't know. Women's game will be well. We can. Women's game will be completely. The open. women's game will hopefully distract us from the beginning. Yeah, because it's at noon, so it'll be ending around tip off of men's. But please. Uh, I think it's on the ACC network tomorrow. I might as well put it on Bally's. It doesn't matter. They're gonna put Virginia on Bally's. <laughs> well, well, maybe when they play us, they will. <laughs> it would. I, I know we're talking in crazy hypotheticals here. 
it would be hilarious if our because we, we've never beaten Virginia on the road, and we play them every year. I know we've never beaten Clemson on the road, but we don't always play them. And I think we've only played like four games against them at Little John since we joined the conference. Yeah, we've played Virginia every single year at their place since we joined the league. We've had a lot of good teams. I know we've been in a, a recent run of not so great teams, but we had an elite eight team the first year. We had a team that would have been a top four seed the second year. We had a two seed the third year. We had a team that just missed the fourth year. We had a, a team that made the tournament the fifth year. We had a top, another top four seed in 2020. Like We've had good teams go down there. None of them have had any sort of success at John Paul Jones Arena. No. It would be, Not even close. It would be hilarious if we play a Virginia team that all they have to do is beat us to win at least a share of the conference title. If our 2-17 and 17 sorry asses went down there to Charlottesville and beat them. The only thing that would make it more fitting is if EMU and Louisville were currently tied at four wins. That's a you thing, though. That, that That's a very you-specific thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's also scoot. Other people don't care. <laughs> for for the average Louisville fan, they're more about just beating Virginia. Yeah, you know would be great if I could buy with $500? Again, that's a you thing. <laughs> Virginia has not been playing well recently, although they did just beat Clemson uh, a couple of days ago. Virginia's not a great team. I mean, they're I, not. They're, they, I mean, they're okay. But I mean, we should have. I don't say we, we should have beaten them. We had a chance to beat them at home. Then they turn around. They almost lost to Notre Dame, who's just above us in the conference standings. BC destroyed them, beat them yeah. by 15. Carolina beat them pretty badly, beat them by eight. And it was not that close. Carolina's more talented, I think. And then they they turn around and they you know they, they have a decent game against a average Clemson team where they win by seven. Like this should be a winnable game for a normal slash slightly below average Louisville team. And yet I'm sitting here and I'm like, yeah, it'd be funny, but there's really no chance of it happening. I mean, they're still they're, Virginia's still where they are in the standings because Tony Benson's a great coach and he's going to get the most out of his talent. They uh, seem like a first, second round loss. Team. They do. I mean, yeah. I don't know where they're going to be seated, but it's going to be. And they're going to be like a top three seed, top four seed. I mean, there's them and right for the picking. Them and Purdue are going to be primed for second second day upsets. I mean, if you gave me like Virginia as a four seed in a four thirteen game against say UAB. With Jelly Walker out of CUS. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm picking UAB to not just win, but to win by like 12. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not far off from you on that one. That's they seem like a ripe 4-13 upset pick. And, and if they can get out of the first round, they look at even losing to a 5-12. Now, are we just jaded because we almost beat them? The, the, no. It's we're not, like, if we can all by three, there's no way they're beating a 13 I mean, They're not season. bad. I mean, they're, they're, they're good. I mean, they could easily get close wins in those upsets and avoid those upsets. I've seen that happen in tournaments. That's what makes, the Mar- that's what makes March so madness. So, but... But no, I mean when you well put. when you look at like actual like <laughs> literal talent on the court, I mean, no, they're just not. They a, don't have an NBA guy. No, they don't. They have nothing close to it. And, and honestly, they should be somewhat. I mean, I guess having a team that's probably a five seed, a four or five seed that label, and how many times we see those teams get upset? I mean, so, here's the thing about Virginia: is they, I just think they're just, they're, they're loaded so well with coach. They're, they're so well coached, and they have so much. Experience. experience yeah like all their guys are guys who have one been in the program for at least a couple of years or 17 years in ka clark's case or guys that are fourth or fifth year college seniors They're, so when they started the season they were so far ahead of everybody else it's why they could you know win a neutral court game against baylor they beat illinois they beat michigan uh, and, and i know those teams didn't end up being as good as we thought at that time but they said they played close with houston like they they were good at the beginning of the year but then everybody else with younger talent got better whereas they already They've kind of reached as close to the, their peak as they can, and they've. It's why you're seeing the rest of the conference now kind of catch up with them, and why they've. And they should have lost that game to Duke. They got bailed out by that bad call, 
And then they, I mean, they hell, they almost lost to us the very next game. Like they have been bad for the last four weeks. Like I'm not saying I know I'm sitting here talking about how we have no hope and all this stuff, but like I mean, Ken Palm projects us to lose this game by 19 points. I can see us keeping this relatively close just because we're. I, I think we'll come out and we'll play hard for at least the beginning of the game. Like we can keep this close. We're not going to win, but Virginia's just not very good. Well, the problem is Virginia. <clears throat> Virginia's not going to beat themselves. You're going to have to be. Exactly. And that's, you know, that that's where you talk about experience being well coached and just a disciplined team. They're not going to come out and, and, I mean, they may have a bad shooting game, but they're not going to turn the ball over like 17 times. They're not going to. And they're always going to play defense. They're not going to give you a bunch of easy layups and, and yeah, and, and not let, and let you a free 20 points because they're not trying to get back in transition and yada, yada. You're going to have to. I mean, they're not they're not unbeatable, clearly. Not, nowhere near as good as they've been in the past. But, yeah, I mean. You can. They're they're a team that's prime for upset. I mean, like I said, Purdue too. I watch. I'm I'm with you. With on Purdue. Purdue though, it's just it, it makes me mad if I was a Purdue fan. Is that just, your guards are just? They're, not, they're average. If you had just yeah, just one like maybe one above average because Edie is so dominating. If you had like a Carson, if you had like a Carson Edwards light. Oh, yo, you're the best. Yeah. Team the, you're the best team in the country. Half a card. I take half a card. Exactly. Right now. Yeah. The, 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 mean, they and you have a legit path to the national title because I can see Edie, them. Edie cannot. You can't not double team Edie if triple team. I mean, Wisconsin had to double and triple them all night, and Purdue spacing in that game. I know they won, but like, it was such bad. I was like, come on. Okay, man, but I want to talk about that. One last thought here before we just fully divert to yeah, a different topic. Right. We've lost our last three games. We lost to Duke by 17, yeah. Georgia Tech by 16, and then Vatek by 17. My bold prediction for this weekend, we're going to lose to Virginia on the road on their senior day by less than we lost in those three games. We're not going to win. Okay. But I think we can lo- lose by like 10, 11, 12. What's the line then? Uh, again, it? Ken Palm's got us losing by 19, but they won't put the line out until like late tonight. Yeah, they'll put it out tonight. Yeah, it'll yeah. be smaller than that. I bet It'll end up being like Virginia by 13 and a half, 14. I was thinking 12, 13, yeah. I would guess so. I think we can cover that. You think we can cover that? I think we can cover that. How confident are you? Not very. But I think we can. Because the last time, last time I thought I had my mind changed, I made a bet, a big bet, because someone told me we were going to do something, money line or cover. I mean, it wasn't me. I told you we weren't going to cover against Virginia Tech. Yeah, but I'm tired of listening to Spears. So I mean, if I if I if I drop if I drop you know two bills on Louisville to cover. Well, if you'd listened to me the last four games, I think you would have won all four of them. Oh, well, maybe I should listen to you more. Than Spears. I'm saying, I don't know. Yeah, I guess John Spears is just that much more convincing James, than I am. You're canceled, buddy. James, you're done. We love you. <laughs> I, but on back to your Purdue point, I took and I hate to. I'm not going to talk. I never talk in absolutes when it comes to the NCAA tournament because there's so much you can't predict. Like true, you I can't agree. sit there and be like they're not a elite eight team. Like who's to say like you know they, they can definitely beat an eight seed and they should beat a sixteen. And who's to say the bracket doesn't fall apart and they play somebody like a St. Peter? Of course, St. Peter's beat them last year in the Sweet Sixteen. So that's a terrible example. But you see my point. Like they can beat most teams in the country. But I don't see them as a realistic national title. Like they, they could have close games in a in sixteen and an eight and still still advance. Right, skin of their teeth. I mean, I've seen that. They're happen. just not a dominant team. Like I think back to Arkansas the year in ninety five, the year after they won the national title. You know, the next year they were two seed. They had to go. I think they went to overtime in their first three games against the fifteen uh, in the second round, and they, the most famously one against Syracuse, where Lawrence Moten did a Chris Webber and called timeout and didn't have any uh, against Arkansas in the Sweet Sixteen that year. So I mean that's yeah, but I, Purdue I think it's just it depends on the matchup, but they're just ripe to get knocked out in the second round. Especially it the one seed, yeah. Like I, I want to see like a good kind of like the way Purdue lost. I remember when they lost to Georgia when Tubby was there. Yeah, like that was like that was one of those years. Like I'm new. I had just Purdue probably didn't need to be a one. 
I like them going out to Georgia, and that's what happened. Speaking of, did you see that uh, Gigi Smith got fired at, at a high point? Took over for Dad when Dad retired, got fired today. Now, Gigi's the one that played in high school ball at Kentucky, right? Won a state title, I think. Uh, yes. Or was that Brian? That was Brian. Okay. okay. Gigi's the one who went to Georgia. Brian, because I, I remember he has kids, and one has somewhat of a, a, a normal name. You got Gigi, you got Saul, and you got Brian. Brian was the one that won the yeah. state title at Lexcath. Oh, okay, okay. I think I'm almost positive. Gigi, because Gigi went to Georgia and was like really good, right? I think and then so. Saul went to Kentucky and was fine, but like UK fans hated him. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I don't know what He's Brian right was. Sean Sutton, I think. Yeah, Gigi. Yeah, Gigi played at Georgia in the '90s. He was very good. Okay. And then he's he was an assistant coach at Lexington Catholic, graduate assistant at UK. Yeah, it was not a great coach. He he coached just this season. I'm telling you, like this is how all of these next coach up situations work. They are loyal to the the coach that they have going because they want to make him happy. And then the second he gives it over to the, the the reins to his son, if it starts to go astray, they pull the trigger quickly. This was Gigi Smith's first season as high points full. Like he took over at the end of last well, year. How bad was he? Fourteen and seventeen, six and twelve overall. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, but high point is a pro. Like they've got. This is, I know this is super inside baseball. They've got better facilities than basically everybody in the Big South besides Winthrop. They they, they are desperate to get to the NCAA tournament. That's their big thing. And they feel like they're in a winnable conference, and they were not good this year. So they were... It's been a while since they've been there, probably, isn't it? I don't think they've ever been there. I point, Oh, yeah, they lost as... Uh, Tubby lost the UK. The, uh, Tubby beat them as a uh, two-versus-fifteen one year. And Willard took Oh, them really? There. Yeah. And Willard, because that's yeah, and Willard took him there. They went like the back to back years. Willard coached at, Holy, at High Point, or is that Holy Cross? Okay. He coached at Holy Cross. Oh, okay, maybe I'm. Yeah, yeah Holy Cross has been in the NCAA tournament a bunch. That's what I'm. I'm brain farting. I'm sorry. Patriot I'm, League, they dominate. Well, they used to. They've been they've been really bad ever since. I stand correct. I mixed up Holy High Point. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, they've never been to the NCAA tournament. It's not a that's that's a reasonable mess up for me. Yeah, because uh, that's the, the I always do the whole like best schools that have never been to the tournament to watch on Championship Week in that post. Uh, Trying to answer the first time, they're usually on that list, but they weren't this year because they they kind of sucked. But he's gone. Gigi's done. Dead. Fired. Gone. Not dead, but <laughs> he's not dead. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line. We'll take a few texts here before we wrap up this this first segment of the last hour. Before you do that, you mentioned coaches and waiting's always never like. Who's the who is the most successful coach in waiting that took over the job that you waited for? Uh, it's gonna be Doug Davenport at Bellarmine. He's gonna crush it. So, but speaking in future. Props. Yeah, it's gonna nail it. It's gonna gonna destroy. Because like, a lot of remember, Patrick was, Knight was bad. Because that, that was the worst trend too in football. And it's kind of died down in recent years. And, and the weird thing in football is that like, most of the uh, quote unquote waiting coaches never actually took. They end up bouncing. They end up going somewhere like Joker. But Joker's the only one that actually kept the job. Right. He's like literally the only one that they actually gave it to. Because um, what's his name left and went to Texas, or te- went left. Who oh, was the one that left Texas? I forget. Um, Oh, uh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, he's uh, now back at FAU coming up next season. Yeah, and then you had um, James Franklin was at Maryland. He was really Maryland's next guy, and he couldn't wait anymore, so he bounced and went to Vanderbilt. Uh, uh, Will Muschamp was Muschamp. at Texas. That, that was that was what I'm thinking of. That's you think yeah. he went to Florida and yeah, he went to failed. Florida. He was supposed to be the next guy for Texas, though, and then they, they he was like, I'm tired of waiting. So yeah, I mean, most of them, yeah, I don't think it ever panned out. Joker's like the only one that actually ever got it, and it didn't work too well for him. Now Jimbo was a coach in waiting at Florida State, was he not? I guess he kind of was. I think yeah. that, I don't know if that was an official thing, but I feel like it. I feel like it may have been. He may be the answer, and he was. I mean, he, he won the national title. I mean, it worked out in the short term. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. And then he bounced and left him like high and dry, and. 
Uh, Speaking the, of coaches that Jimbo's made mess with, I know you want to get text line, but you saw that. That's fine. You saw the uh, Nick Saban stuff, right? Yes. He's the, first of all, if, if, correct me if I'm wrong. But well, what, tell the people what it is. Like so, Nick. So if you don't know, the SEC is looking at possibly going to a a, ten, a nine game schedule. They're going to. They're going to. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. It's a, only only variables time. And so I guess you're getting now multiple yearly opponents stuck on your schedule if you're. You know, and the thought is that you'll play three teams every single year, and then have six rotating opponents. And Alabama, I, apparently, their three guaranteed were going to be LSU, Tennessee, and Auburn. Right. Which isn't that their guaranteed opponents all every year anyway? Well, the division, yeah, but because like, Auburn and LSU's in their division, and then, I, well, and Tennessee's been their mainstay every year out of conference. Even though Alabama hasn't lost to them in like, or did they lost this? Is there their they lost them this year? Yeah, but that was their first loss in like what sixteen years, I think. Or is something? that their permanent crossover opponent? Yeah. So. So I don't know why he's complaining. And also, like that's what I didn't understand. This is the way that it works in college athletics. Like the the biggest names play the toughest schedules. Like, I'm not going to defend UK fans, but I'm sure they've made the same point in basketball. Like UK gets the toughest repeat opponents every year because. The SEC is trying to maximize exposure. Like, you want those games if you're the sport. And so Saban's – the fact that he's already complaining about this when nothing's official and he's just heard rumors about it is hilarious. But, yeah, he's just he – But basically, cut the wine. it's nothing new. They play Tennessee every year anyway. They play LSU. They play Auburn every year regardless. I guess his concern is that the league's getting tougher. And in addition to having three really tough opponents every year, now you're getting Texas on the schedule potentially, Oklahoma on the yeah. schedule potentially. Like, he's – I feel like he finally lost to Tennessee, and he's just being like Cal. Yeah, ball I think you're right. I, th- I think you're totally right. Because you can't avoid playing LSU. And Aub- I mean, you're not going to avoid playing Auburn. I mean, that's a given. Auburn's going to be your repeat opponent. Yeah, well, but again, you're in the same – well, I guess they would get rid of East and West. Is that what they're doing? Yeah, the, 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 no more divisions. Yeah. The whole yeah. thing. You, you play six teams, like, rotating, and then you play three teams every single year. And for your nine games. But also, Alabama, guess what? Those are your three biggest rivals, without a doubt, in the entire conference. I mean, you can't not play Auburn. LSU is a huge rival, and so is Tennessee, which is why they were your— Yeah, what are you going to give Alabama Vandy every year? Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why Tennessee was given—you know, they, they tried when they did— the, Selfishly, I'd love to see Alabama-Kentucky every year. They tried to guarantee, you know, the the rivals for cross-conferences, for cross which they did in the ACC as well. But, of course, unfortunately, Louisville, like Kentucky in football, there was no, like, established rivals, so Kentucky got stuck with Mississippi State, and we got stuck with Virginia. Yeah. So, I mean, that's— but yeah, I'm about to say, I don't get it. It's like, it's like uh, I, I, the, the, the thing for the, the way that it affects us is though, making me going old man times two on him. The way that this all affects us though is this is just more evidence that the SEC is in fact going to move to a nine game conference yeah, schedule, which puts into play the possibility of Kentucky not playing Louisville anymore, which would suck. But what are you gonna do? Let's go to break. When we come back, last segment coming up, we'll hit the text line, 502-414-1450. Preview the weekend ahead for Cardinal Athletics and then get out of here. Happy Friday to you. This is Mike Rutherford Show. continues next here on 1450 The Big X.
treat you like a lady Now you're a substitute teacher This bottle's not a pretty, not a pretty Power's still on. Hope your weekend's off to a terrific start. I just noticed that I was checking the college hoops scoreboard. It's, it's that glorious time of the year where you've got games going on at every hour of every day. I read when I was probably, I think it was in high school, I read this book called My Losing Season by Pat Conroy, who wrote The Prince of Tides. Um, I, the Prince of Tides. I don't remember my losing season. Though. He wrote it about, he played, so he played college basketball at the Citadel. He's a point guard. Okay. And it's just kind of about his life growing up playing basketball and about the lessons that he learned playing at a losing college program. It's, it's a really good book. I but I, movie Prince of Tides, I always follow the Citadel basketball. They're one of the original four teams that were original D1 schools into the NCAA tournament. They call them the Cursed Four. It used to be the Cursed Five. Northwestern made the tournament a few years ago for the first time. I hope you're prepared to tell me the other three. The Citadel, Army, William & Mary, and St. Francis of New York. St. Francis of Brooklyn. Really? I thought St. Francis had made it at one They've point. been a couple. William and Mary's been close a couple times in recent years, but yeah. they have not. They're Army the tribe, actually. Right, or something, I think. Say what? I'm just like the tribe or something. The tribe, exactly. Yeah. Um, Army actually, they're in the Patriot League semifinals, but they play Colgate, who's awesome. So they're probably up against it. But I always follow the Citadel. They're never good. That's but what I, Dan McDonald played, right? He, yeah, he went there, yeah. yeah. So I, try not to get, I always get them and Bill, uh, Robert Parrish went to the Senatary or whatever. I try to get those two mixed up. So I always follow the Citadel to see what they can do in the NCAA tournament or in their conference tournament. They play in the SoCon. They're never good, and they're playing right now. There is three minutes and fifty-eight seconds to go in the first uh, half. They have four points. They trail Mercer twenty-three to four right now. It's not looking like this is going to be the year for Pat Conroy University. They're probably going to, for another year, remain one of the only original D1 schools that's never danced. Mercer, that's where Sam Mitchell went. Go Bears. Beat Duke a few years ago. Uh, the other game going on right now at Arch Madness, the Missouri Valley Tournament. Did you know that Belmont was in the Missouri Valley now? I do now. They and Murray State. I'm sure, I'm sure I like it. I, I, I remember when the news broke or whatever, but I just. They and Murray State both made the jump this year. Murray State uh, is the seventh seed in the tournament. They play tonight. I feel there's two things I've accepted. Hold on real quick. Okay. <laughs> it's just gonna happen. They won yesterday. Belmont is in a tooth-and-nail matchup here with Indiana State in the 4-5 game. They came all the way back. They lead 89-88 with two minutes to go. If you get Bally Sports South, you can flip that game on. There you go. Go ahead. Now. I was going to say, there's two things I'll probably have given up, like knowing everything, too, and that's names of baseball stadiums and what conference someone plays in. Now. It's So, I feel like I keep up with it pretty well. things I used to be well. able to know so easily as a child, teenager, even in my 20s, and now I'm just like, I've tapped out. Mm-hmm. I feel like I keep up with it pretty well. And even now, like doing the conference tournament stuff and championship week stuff there are a couple schools that i was like oh when did this happen like it, it is the realignment stuff is nuts i mean the ovc lost like half their schools last season um usc left as well eastern kentucky now is in the atlantic sun it's just i'm with you it's impossible to keep up with it's like trying to keep up with any professional sport now guys staying on teams it's just unless you're obsessed with the sport it's very very difficult norm sloan coached the citadel i didn't know that that was his first ever coaching job he coached there for four years before he went to uh 
NC State would go and win national title with uh, with 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 uh, uh, David Thompson. All it does is produce champions. That's what the Citadel does. Dan McDonald, Norm Sloan, Ed Conroy in his second tenure, by the way. Okay, it's, it's right. It's his. They're, they're related. It's his. Uh, I think it's his nephew. Oh, is that the same guy? No, Pat Conroy is the writer. Oh, okay. Oh, I got you. I got you. Okay. No, he's not. He's not. The, he's not coaching the team. <laughs> I uh, know they, they brought no, him I'm back. Like, I'm like intrigued to know the history of the Citadel right now. Well, we we can do that after the show. We've got <laughs> we we'll got stay focused. I need you focused for like 19 more minutes, then we're out of here. You're good for the weekend. Grapes. You're good to go for the weekend. You got nothing to do tonight. The whole night is free. I don't, what am I gonna do tonight? I don't know. Like I watched. Like I I I've been wanting to watch that, that Babylon movie, which I think that didn't make the cut on the podcast. In case you're wondering if you can get past the first 15 minutes of debauchery that is in the movie. It's okay, but it's just three hours long. So, um, but I watched that, so I don't have anything new movie to watch. So I mean, what a uh, give me something to do tonight. Uh, I'll tell you what you need to do tonight. What am I gonna do tonight? Go back and try again to watch all of Drive to Survive because Formula One season starts this weekend, baby. Bahrain Grand Prix. Who you got? I'd rather have what happened to the guy in the first two minutes. Of that Red movie. Bull's looking too fast again. I don't know if they can be caught. Is Sergio Perez going to challenge Max Verstappen? Oh, I'm excited. Are you just making names up? Or no. I, mean? <laughs> I don't like I hate Max Verstappen. I hate yeah, him. I do, too. I hate him. He's such a if you watch the, if you'd finish the first season, you would know. He's a douche. Yeah, you know he's on his wife, right? What? He's on his wife. No. <laughs> Texas Mike, it's time for you to fight back. Every time TK starts a sentence, please interrupt him with your thoughts and keep doing it until the dog is trained. <laughs> You've had a bad interrupting day today. Have I? It's been bad. It's okay. We're almost. You get worse as the week goes on. Who interrupted you more today, me or the weather? You. <laughs> weather only did it twice. Texas says Jimbo was the original coach in waiting. Was, was he, he really? I, thought, I, thought, I feel like the, the, the Florida did Muschamp was. Jimbo would have been before Will Muschamp. Yeah, yeah, because Jimbo, I guess, when he went his national title, that was in... 20... Is the year before we went to the league? 2013. 2013, so... And that was only, like... he That was, like, his second year, I think? I Maybe thought it was... third? It was early, I know that. I want to say he took over in, like, 2009, 2010. That sounds... Well, that'd be third or fourth season, then, yeah. So, uh... I guess he was. I can't remember when Muschamp left for Texas, though. Uh... 2010, he took over. Okay, so he was in, in Muschamp. I guess that was long before Muschamp, then, I assume. Well, Muschamp, I want to say it was like 2013. Yeah, that would be. Um, he was 2011, so just right before. Just right before him, okay. Yeah. That's probably the fact he saw like another guy who was in coaching waiting get the job. He probably got just like, screw this now. Yeah. Texas, will Louisville get left out of the ACC-SEC challenge since uh, OU and UT don't join until 2024? I believe so. I believe because we finished last in the conference that we will not play, which is so embarrassing, that we will not play in the AC. which if Kenny Payne wants to schedule a, a bye game for next season, now he has a chance to do that. We can hopefully bring in somebody that we can beat. Just don't make them, I don't know, I guess like top 200 good. I mean, hell, don't make them top 300. That's the thing about following these conference tournaments. All the teams that beat us are not good. Wright State was in the 8-9 game and got beat. Um, App State lost. They were the eight seed in the Sun Belt. They got beat. Bellarmine, Bellarmine was the eight seed. They got beat. Um, they did win a game, though, at least. Yeah. Lipscomb is a, the five seed in the A-Sun. They got beat last night. Um, none of these teams are, like, 
even close to being NCAA tournament good. So we we so we give uh, FAMU a call and put them back on the schedule. FAMU, we'll see what they do in the MEAC tournament next week. Are we nervous? It'd be great if they won it. That would be great for. I, I don't think that they. I don't even know if they're gonna be a top ten seed in the uh, the MEAC tournament. I think the year the year that 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 uh, they they played UK is a sixteen. I want to say they had a losing record. Well, they're seven to twenty one right now. So. <laughs> They would definitely have a losing record if they made the NCAA tournament. They played Duke one year, too, and they made it. I think they had a losing record then, too. The MEAC's always going to be in the first four. FAMU, by the way, is on Ken Palm now 355 out of 363 teams. What number? 355. <laughs> is that Hartford? Uh, they are ahead of Hartford still. Or Hartford. Hartford <laughs> is 362. They're not last. God, Hartford. I'm sorry, guys. LIU is last with a... Oh, Paltry three and twenty three and twenty six. We laugh at your three and twenty six record. Three and twenty with our big bad four and twenty six record. <laughs> Suck it. I lie you. Get out of here. Uh, Texter says, down power lines, down trees. I saw a down person, but you all are still up. <laughs> said, how are you still all still on the air? It's pure chaos out there. Well, we were off twice, but we're back now. Is it still terrible? I mean, I it does, it didn't look that bad right now. What's baffling me is it's like I, so like. It keeps driving me nuts because I'll see things like when you work at the mall for so many years, you learn how to like have the peripheral vision. Like, you know, because you, you can't stare at the hot girl. So you just have to like look the other way. But you can stare at her through, the, you know, without her knowing you're staring at her. You learn that very quickly working in the mall. It's the creepiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like you, you, Seinfeld reference. You don't stare right at the sun. You, you, you just take glances. So. I was bringing this up because, like, the window's open next to me. Not open, but, you know, the shade's up. And, like, trash is constantly flying by. Oh, is it? And every time it does, I'm seeing it in the corner of my eye. And I'm like, what is that? What was that? Like, I've seen, like, three bags of Doritos go by. Like, I think I saw a kid maybe once. I mean, it was. it's just been every every two seconds something's flying by and it's driving me nuts. Well, I did, I, did, I did go out there a second ago during the break and, like, the wind was very, very loud at the front door, but it looked like everything was... We don't have, like, terrible branches or anything right now. So. No, no. And and from what I understand, despite getting a ring update that says Lyndon has lost power, uh, I'm, as of now, I'm assuming... You love the ring so much. You love this ring. It's it, it's become your whole life. It has consumed you. It, You're it, all about the ring app. <laughs> I find myself, like... I hear a noise out front, like at night, and I just go to the ring live and still have to go to the window and see what's out there. It's your dopamine rush. This is this is what you know. Some people have apps. You've just got uh, you know social media apps. You've got ring. By the way, I don't know why this is so random, but yeah, FAMU was uh, 15 and 17 that year. They lost to Kentucky. There you go. Takes a schedule that team with four points in the first half today. Add a flex option onto the contract. Schedule them nine more times next year if we win the first one. Can we get the Citadel on the schedule? For next year. <laughs> Are we going to schedule all four? Did he say all four of them, William and Mary, too? No, he said, uh, I think he said just get the team with the four points right now. Oh. Citadel is 317th in, on Kent Palm right now, if you're curious. I don't know. That's would be a tough one. Let's see. They're, they're in our range. They're within shouting distance of us. I mean, we've lost the teams around their level, right? That might be a little too close. Let's just get FAMU on schedule three times next year. Uh, but, yeah, we will probably not be in the ACC-SEC turn, uh, challenge. At least if they do it the way that they've been doing it in recent years with the ACC Big Ten Challenge, which is leaving out the team that finished last the year before. So that's a humbling start to next year's scheduling right off the bat. Texas Jeff Goodman said on the show with Gottlieb that there's a better chance of Patino coaching at UCF or USF 
instead of Georgetown and St. John's. That's been the buzz lately. The the big buzz has been about UCF, which seems odd. I, the reason why I'm hearing that Georgetown is, I think Georgetown's going to hire Mike Bray. That seems to be a, a lot of people's thought. Not a bad consolation prize, right? It's not, and, and apparently people, so there are some higher ups at St. John's that still have an issue with the morality of being a Catholic school and bringing Patino in. I mean, come on, I know. I'm with you there. Pot meat ghetto guys. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think I mean you can win a national. T- if Patino's whole goal is I want to be at a place where I can go to a Final Four and win a national title, you can do that at Georgetown. I think you can do it at St. John's. I don't think you can do it at UCF in the AAC. Most people, I would say, would I agree with you, but Pino, I wouldn't be shocked if Pino didn't do it. I guess I, I wouldn't. It's, it's, it. it's going to be super tough. I mean, since I mean, it's just a matter of getting talent. Obviously, I mean, and I mean, Central Florida is Orlando. I mean, South Florida is Tampa. I mean, I just that'd be, you know, it'd be second. I think it'd be the second Final Four coach that South Florida's hired in basketball. Who's the other one? Uh, Leon Rose, who actually was their AD and first basketball coach ever, I believe. He left Purdue after taking them to the Final Four in 80 to, to go to South Florida. There you go. I want to say that's when their program started, actually. Texas, I mean, Rick, hold on, hold out at Iona one more year and then come on home. Did you see his comment today where he was talking about, first of all, the picture of him from last night saying this is what senior night's all about and him like giving the biggest like happiest hug ever to one of the players who got in and scored late and like the team going nuts i was like this is this is the way it used to be here like we used to have the even recently we had that moment the keith Otto moment in 2020 he hits the shot the team goes crazy everybody's hugging like that is what senior night's all about it just made me sad but then today he said he was asked about quinn slazinski and his future quinn's been hurt for he's yeah. out for the rest of the year he said he's going to transfer probably to a power five school he wants an nil Hopefully we'll have Osborne back. Like, just Rick, just definitively putting it out there, like, oh yeah, he's gone. He wants an NIL deal. I'm, I, I wish I didn't miss him so much. But I, every time I see something like that, where he's just, he's just putting it out there shamelessly, like, oh yeah, Quinn's gone. He's, he's, he's leaving. With, uh, with them still about to play their most important week of the season, just cracks me up. And I, I, I keep thinking, first of all, Lee, Lee Rose was like their second coach. They started in '74. He came there in '80. Uh. What would you – you don't think he could – if, if Patino was to go to South Florida, so you don't think he could be at a Final Four with them? I don't. I mean, what's his name with the San Diego State now? Them on the cusp of a Final Four, and he's not even a tenth the coach Patino is. San Diego State's got history. they got a – I mean, a, a more consistent conference. Yeah, they do. In basketball before, before – uh, Before Steve Fisher? Yeah. I mean, since then, yeah, they've, they've been great. football, but not basketball. But Steve Fisher also was cheating his ass off. Well, of course he was. He came from Michigan. And now it's a level playing field. Like, even if Patino wanted to – having this conversation and I'm totally glossing over the fact UCF's going to the Big 12. We I keep be back on. I, what? We should be back on. Okay. I keep forgetting UCF's going to the Big 12. So that, I think, is more evidence that you might be right here, that they would have a, more of a fighting chance. I forgot chance. about that. I'm over here arguing it. I didn't even remember I it. totally forgot. We were South, the, where does South, South Florida even going to play? I mean, do we South know? Florida will stay in the AAC. 
Okay, then UCF, UCF I mean, is going with with BYU and Cincinnati, and that whoever. does make it a little more enticing for sure. I think that I think that does change things. Because you have, I mean, listen again, you're in Orlando, you have you have a market down God, there. This is going to be so weird. Central Florida is a, a huge school because I mean, it's, it's a commuter school. So I mean, I know it's a mm-hmm. large school. I mean, it's got. I, I may be leaning more towards UCF is now. That changes things for it me. It does. It does put UCF ahead of South Florida to me. Oh my where, God! Where, no, no, it was well, already ahead of it for uh, me. Yeah, but by by more now. It wasn't that far ahead to me. It, UCF. I mean, USF just doesn't put anything into basketball. They just don't. They, they well, suck. Clearly, and I, I'm changing my opinion now. I think he can okay. win big at UCF with them going to the Big Twelve. I, I keep forgetting all these things. I was texting with somebody last that night about them go ahead of St. John's though. Yeah. No. No. I still put St. John's. Ahead of I was texting with somebody last night about UCLA basketball because I was watching the game. They were watching the game. Yeah. And. Yeah, they're like, yeah, I just with Mick, like the one thing that I think is, I I hear that he doesn't want to go to the Big Ten. I think that maybe he may jump ship at some point. I know he's got the contract extension, and like I just totally forgotten that UCLA is going to the Big Ten. I yeah. keep like I, I I never forget that Oklahoma and Texas are leaving. I feel like them in the SEC, I can see it a little bit. It's going to be an adjustment, but you know, like you think Arkansas and Texas A and M and these other schools are in there, football heavy, all that stuff. It seems like a fit. UCLA going across the country to play Rutgers on a Wednesday night for a conference game still feels incredibly wrong. Like I, I don't think I'm ever going to wrap my mind around UCLA and USC being in the Big Ten. It I'm just not, up, it feels terrible. By the way, don't feel bad. Not only did, did you forget, I have forgotten on multiple occasions. And ironically, the show, the national show that was leading us into us at three o'clock, the guy, the guy was interviewing somebody from the Pac-12 and brought up the the resurgence of UCLA and Arizona's rivalry, and he goes. Yeah, but it's only for one more year because they're going <laughs> to the, the host was like, I keep forgetting. Oh, bleep, I forgot. I keep, <laughs> you know? I keep forgetting. Because, I mean, it's it's like, and, he, and his point was that, you know, like when you think about Oklahoma and Texas moving, the SEC, while it still feels weird, geographically you go, okay, well, I mean, Arkansas is there. Yeah, right, gotta, exactly. But, like, with, yeah, with UCLA and USC going to, I mean, they're the only school anywhere near the the, the Mississippi River, right? I mean, it's, yeah, it's, anywhere it's, close to the west of the Mississippi River. It's so weird. And they're gonna have to they're gonna get to do like a road game at USC, and have to like do a road game like two days later in Rutgers, like you mentioned, or you know at uh, Maryland or anywhere else, just literally like, completely across the country. It's it all feels so wrong. It's gonna I, be so feels so horrible. Uh, yeah, it, it does. It's it's very very silly. Uh, Texas says, is tomorrow's Michigan-Ohio State game the last Big Ten game that's ever going to air on ESPN? Yeah. Is that because of the, yeah. Because the contract's up after this yeah. year. They, they have the new deal. I don't think, I, unless there's a Sunday game, because I know that the... Well, Indiana plays Michigan. I thought Indiana played Michigan on Sunday. I mean, I assume, I don't yeah, think... Yeah, Indiana, I thought Indiana played Michigan on Sunday. And then do they play? Indiana plays Michigan on Sunday. Yeah, so then Michigan can't play Ohio State on Saturday. Uh, I take it back. I, I misread. Ohio State, Michigan State is what oh, the text okay. said. Tomorrow, the, I, unless there's a game on Sunday, yeah, because I know the Big Ten tournament is on Big Ten Network and then CBS. Yeah. So I don't think that. Yeah, that, that's that's also weird to think about. Last Big Ten game that we get on ESPN. I don't know why I just fell in a rabbit hole and fell into the old uh, Ohio State, Michigan, ESPN commercials. Maybe two is still the best commercials ever made, where you know the, the two are making out. Mm-hmm. It's like this would, Without sports, this wouldn't be sick. Yeah. And then the guy just jumps out of the car. and then Go Michigan. And he's yeah. like, go, bu- go, go, go Buckeyes. Buckeyes. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> he just drives off. <laughs> Texas, what's the biggest if in college basketball history? To me, it's Kenyon Martin not getting hurt. Yeah, that's I always use that one. There's so many ifs. Since he wins it, Izzo becomes Mike Bray. No, like, like just 
Oh, actually, he becomes worse than Mike Bray. He becomes the Buffalo Bills of college basketball. Seven Final Fours and no national championships. Who knocked them off in the second round that year? Do you remember? You, I'm thinking you would. They beat Boston U, I think, in the first game. And then they got, I want to say, this is weird, I want to say it was Purdue. That could be right. Remember, they? I want to say they got smoked, didn't they? They lost bad. Oh, no, they lost by eight. It was Tulsa. Tulsa. That was Shea Seals, probably, wasn't it? With uh, I think he was gone at that point. Bill Self. I think he was gone. I think Shea Seals was with Tubby it, Smith. It was Bill Self. I was half right. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't Shea Seals. Shea Seals was on the team that almost beat us in 96. 96. Okay, is that how it was? Yeah, because they ended up, because without Kenny Martin, they ended up, remember they knocked him down to a two seed. Yeah, I remember that. I do know that, yes. And they were one seed the year later, and they got beat in the second round, I think pretty bad, out of nowhere. Tulsa would go on to uh, lose to Oklahoma State in the Sweet 16. It would lose to Florida. Not no, not that year. Tulsa made the Elite Eight. Oh year. no no no! Oh, you're right. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong. I'm looking at the wrong. Because they lost to the, the Guthridge yes. Carolina team. It went back. I went. I went to back to the next page. It took me to the wrong bracket. I'm sorry. Yeah, they beat Miami and then lose then lost North Carolina. Yeah. All right, let's. Uh, we, we, I didn't realize how late it was. Well, We've got a couple of games tomorrow. First of all, noon game, revenge on the mind once again for the U of L women's basketball team. They'll get a third shot at Notre Dame in the ACC tournament semifinals. Uh, noon tip off there. ACC Network has the coverage. Does Louisville? Earn a spot in the conference title game. Finally, get the better of Notre Dame. Yeah, somebody cover Rudy's eyes and ears because it's going to be suck bad. it, Rudy. Yeah, it's gonna I want bad. you to hear. I want you to watch it, Rudy. Watch it. You're gonna like. You're it. gonna like it, Rudy. This is like watching Pete all over again. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> well. Uh, if eating grapes didn't put me in hell that well, <laughs> I mean, uh, so yeah, but either long story short, I'm going Louisville, Louisville ladies. To, 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 it's hard to be a team three times. We've never heard that. I'm going Louisville ladies with the win. I'm going to say I'm bad at picking scores, so I'm going to say by six. I was going to say by seven. I thought okay. I, I'm not just right. trying to one-up you. I was going to say Louisville wins by seven. I think they get it done tomorrow. I think they'll, uh, I know that Notre Dame's playing well without Miles, but I think that they, they're going to be motivated. They look really, if they, if they play the same way today that they, uh, we'll play the rest of March. I think this could be a, a fun month. And then at 2 o'clock, Louisville men going to Charlottesville. Your thoughts? Um, I hope that I will be baked enough not to remember. <laughs> That's pretty much my goal, really, uh, in all honesty. Um, I, are you going to convince me? I may put some money on Louisville if they're getting like 14 or 15 just because if the spread's above otherwise, 15, I would take it. Otherwise, I'm just going to like not want – I, I got to have a reason to make me watch the game other than just the fact that I apparently love pain. I mean, I guess I'm going to have to go get a dominatrix or something. Kenny? <laughs> My bold prediction for the game is I think that – Global loses by 14, I'm going to say. I think we lose by fewer than we've lost the last three games by. So fewer than by, by fewer than 17 or 16. I'm going to say we lose by 12, which feels overly optimistic. I'll go Virginia – 75, Louisville 63. And just for fun, this, this is going to be as ugly as watching Louisville try to play offense tomorrow. Any guess on today's music theme? Oh. <laughs> it's like equivalent of watching Louisville play against Virginia. Was it all Chris Cornell stuff? Close. It's all Pearl Jam stuff? Eddie Vedder stuff? They were the big keys. It was all in honor to uh, Lo- Mother Love Bone lead singer Andrew Wood. Okay. The first two songs were de- were bands dedicated to him. The next two songs, Alice in Chains and Candlebox, were songs about him. All bands from Seattle. And then the last song, Most Mother Love Bone and A Crowd of Thorns. Which, 
Uncle George gave me that CD when I was like nine years old. I was hooked on that band. Love there that sound. Apple is a great album. By the way, Citadel made it to double digits. They trail 27 to 10 at halftime to Mercer. Get them on schedule, Kenny. All right. Go Cards. All four of those teams. Beat Notre Dame. Beat Virginia. Beat TCU. Beat Texas A&M and beat Michigan. Let's have a fantastic weekend. Let's come in here and celebrate something on Monday. Have a good one, everybody. We'll see you at 3 Monday. We beat Virginia. thing about that A&M team I brought up I always remember them because I don't know why but like on the college basketball game that year